What's happening, weirdos? Holy shit, Jason Schwartzman and Matt Berninger, two incredible musicians, one incredible actor. I'm sure Matt could act. He hasn't acted yet. Well, yeah. I mean, he has, he has a great movie, Mistaken for Strangers. Listen, Jason Schwartzman is one of my favorite actors of all time. I'm so grateful to Ben Blacker, who set up this, who produced this live episode and got Jason on board. Thank you, Ben. Thank you to all the weirdos that came out to the live episode uh, to watch it live, to watch the video. And I'm so glad to be able to release it to everybody now here for free. It is awesome. Val is also on the on the pod. We, we co-host it together. And basically, after the songs, Matt recorded songs exclusively for this podcast, which is incredible. Uh, after those play, Jason and Matt sort of interview each other and have one of the best conversations about creativity that I've ever heard. So this is a real this is a real humdinger. So thank you for for tuning in. And if you want to show your support of this podcast, it's really simple. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have a donate button. Just try a Pete's Pick. Hopefully we have one that speaks to you. If you want to give it a try, it helps the show out a lot. Is there anything worse (laughs) than lawn care? I'm serious. I, I bought a house. I have two little patches of grass. And in L.A., I don't know what it is. I have dead spots. I have patches. I have weeds. I have mosquitoes. My mom just visited. She was like, I didn't know you had mosquitoes. I had mosquitoes. Boom. Sunday to the rescue. No more nibbling grubs. No more weeds. No more patches. And it's so, so, so easy. I am not. <laughs> uh, a, you've listened to the show. I'm not a f- fix it Felix. Felix fix it from Wreck-It Ralph. I'm not like a handy person. This couldn't be easier. You go to Sunday.com. You type in your home address, and they use like satellite, like Google Earth style, to analyze your lawn. I thought it was going to be like a whole process. Someone was going to have to come to my house. It was going to be awkward. No, it's all online. They zoom in. They look at the size you're working with. They look at the climate. They look at the area. They look at the topography. I'm so proud that I thought of the word topography in seconds. And they use Sunday uses soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan so you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. I didn't need to know anything. It knew based on where I am. Sunday is made with ingredients that you can actually pronounce like seaweed, iron, molasses. That's right. Get some molasses on your grasses so you can grow better and feel better about it. Sunday explains exactly what you get and why, and everything is waiting at your door when you need it. All you have to do, this is my favorite part, all you have to do is attach the ready-to-use pouch to a garden hose and spray. It's just like watering the grass, but all the good stuff is loaded into the water automatically. Lawn care used to take up the whole day. Now you can do it in less than 15 minutes, and it really works. My grass looks fantastic. I got my neighbors on it. That's 100% real. They saw what I was doing. I immediately got my neighbors on it. Their lawn's looking great. And I used their add-on Mosquito Delito. Not only is it a funny name, it got rid of the mosquitoes. I can sit on my porch again, and all I had to do was play with the hose. (laughs) That sounded dirty. But you know what I mean. I just had to water the grass, which Leela thought was pretty cool. And now no more mosquitoes. So let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring and show your support of the show. Visit GetSunday.com slash weird to get 20 bucks off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash weird and show your support 
of this podcast. See your lawn thrive this spring with a custom lawn care plan from Sunday. It's more than just a lawn care product. It's a custom plan with a variety of ways to help you grow a beautiful lawn, control weeds, and remove pests, in my case, mosquitoes, without unwanted chemicals. It's good for you, good for the pets, good for the planet. I love that they asked if I had kids, if I had uh, pets. Brody, Leela, everybody's covered. Lawn looks great. GetSunday.com slash weird for 20 bucks off. Give it a try. Do yourself a fave. And speaking of health, immunity, also ritual, part of my daily routine these days. Ritual makes taking vitamins effective, easy, and I'm going to say fun because it has a minty aftertaste, which I look forward to. Plus, I do intermittent fasting. I've tried to take multivitamins on an empty stomach in the past, and frankly, it's made me puke. (laughs) It's literally made me throw up uh, because of the zinc, different things in it. doesn't settle my stomach, or it unsettles my stomach. Ritual is different. It's a time release, so it doesn't break down until it's in your lower intestine, which, for all you vitamin doubters out there, it's the lower intestine that's going to absorb this stuff, so Ritual has the science down pat. It waits to break down until your lower intestine, and that's how it gets into your bloodstream. And that's how it gets into your life. Plus, we deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. So Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly, vegan-friendly, multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. You won't find sugar. You won't find GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colorants. None of that stuff. Plus, as I already mentioned, they have a great fresh taste because of the mint, which I love, and a delayed release capsule that makes taking your vitamins so easy. I do it first thing in the morning. I drink a lot of water. I just throw a couple of the two, literally, two Ritual on there, down, ready to start my day. Ritual is a multivitamin reimagined. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients and forms your body can actually use to help fill gaps in your diet. No shady extras. You got D3, which is, of course, important to your immune system. You get B12, which is really important to a guy like me who doesn't eat meat. Hard to get B12. Also great for energy. The delayed capsule gets that into my blood. And you always know where the nutrients are coming from because Ritual has a -a one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. It literally comes with a little document that helps you know where they're sourcing each of these uh, nutrients, which I love. It's available for women, men, teenagers. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. As I always mention, I love how eco-friendly it is. It's basically an envelope with a bottle in it, no extra padding or waste, which I think is really cool. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime, which I can attest is very easy because I didn't start taking them right away when they came. Then I started getting into it. I had to snooze it because I waited. I was out of town, and then I snoozed it. It couldn't have been easy. It was like two, three clicks. Adding Val to the plan, two, three clicks. I love their website. They're really on point. And if you don't love Ritual in your first month, they'll refund your first order. So you literally have nothing to lose. Uh, and you can show, as I always say, your support of this podcast. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering weirdos 10% off during your first three months. So visit Ritual, R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash weird to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash weird and show your support of this podcast. All right, gang. I really hope you enjoy this as much as I did. As I already said, you're going to shit your pants. It's really fun. 
for the music alone. What a treat. What a thing. I'm so grateful to Matt for that. I'm so grateful to Jason for taking the time. And I'm so happy that you guys are going to be able to listen to this. And again, one more thanks to Ben Blacker, who uh, who helped set this all up. Uh, all right. Enjoy. You heard me typing. That means the intro is almost done. Get into it. When does it stop? That was the longest intro song I've ever heard. It was too long. <laughs> what? What's happening, weirdos? I love that we, we were just talking to Jason Schwartzman backstage, internet backstage. <laughs> we were like, don't worry, man, it's chill, it's easy. You don't have to like perform, you don't have to like yeah. show up. Sheepy shepa, sheepy, sheepy shepa, sheepy, sheepy shepa. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Okay. You um, know, now I have like a camera to mug to, like gym style. Whenever you do something dumb like that, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, "That's a good mug." Yeah. Uh, so, hi everybody. What's happening? Thank you for being here. I am no lie wearing me undies. Oh, I'm wearing me undies too. Show your undies, everybody. Show your undies. <laughs> I got uh, have a nice days on. Uh, I just took some Charlotte's Web hemp oil for real. Uh, and what else did I do? Who cares? Alpha brain. I'm full of alpha brain because <laughs> I sort of had a long day, yeah. uh, which is fine. We won't get into that. And now we're doing this, which was the reward. This is our date night. As you guys know, uh, Thursdays, Saturdays, we sometimes get a date night and this is when we record the, we made it weirds, but this is a special one and it's very meaningful to us that you guys are here. So thank you. Let's just assume we're all giving ourselves a round of applause for coming out. Somebody said you're not wearing matching undies, frowny face. I know. You know that Leela, I don't even know if you know this. If Leela sees me wearing me undies, she's always like, no, dad does. Take them off. She like, <laughs> like you have a monopoly on me undies in this house. But there are undies. And cachava. I, I, I didn't, it's not, cachava is more of a breakfast thing for me, but yes. Um, so any, any silly, funny questions for you guys, like light questions? We'll do heavier questions later, but are there any like light questions you guys have for us? What famous person do you wish you were friends with and why? I Jason, Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman. <laughs> we're in the same. Too much time together. It's a bad start, I feel, to call him a famous person, just based on our brief interaction. <laughs> Can you do this once a month, please? We would love to. Uh, ben Blacker, who, who's been organizing this, has made this so easy. Before the show started, I was like, thank you for suggesting that we do this. It's easy for us, and you guys showed up, and that's so fun. Which outfit do you wear in RDR2? I'm replaying Red Dead 1, and I'm wearing the one where you have an eye patch, which is my least favorite outfit. But it's the best outfit because your uh, dead eye replenishes twice as fast. Somebody said, did you ever get Call Me Al out of your head, Val? And the answer is no. It is still in my head. I would say it's in my head every other day at this point. When is the first time you farted in front of each other? Do you well, remember? I mean, I don't fart. Yeah, so. you're, you try to hold them in, which makes it even funnier when Val does fart. That's true. Um, um, do you remember my first? I really <laughs> you don't. You always remember your first. Have I you played don't. Last of Us? I have not played Last of Us, but I'm sort of on the fence. I really like um, Naughty Dog, but I haven't. this is just turning into a video hey, game podcast. Val, um, your lipstick brand, it's Super Stay. Look, Lee, uh, Val, favorite Paul Simon song. Oh, my God. It's a serendipity because she always has Call Me Alan or yeah, and I just answered that question. Were you listening? 
What? Somebody said, "How do you still have?" Uh, oh, I didn't. I, I was talking about Red Dead Redemption. Um, yeah. So this is. I don't know what the brand is, but it's Superstay. It's like got it's it's off, so I don't know, but it's great. During an interview, you said you thought about moving to Asheville. Please do, and let's be friends. Aww. We were just telling. Uh, <laughs> we just. Oh, sorry. So many things are coming in. You're so into reading the questions. We were just not telling. Them. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We were telling Jason that weirdos really are our favorite people, and when we run into them, Val was a light weirdo when we met. Yeah. Not a heavy weirdo. Weirdo light. Weirdo light. And um, who else? Well, I've made a lot of friends. Matt Berninger, one of them, uh, from doing this podcast. So, like, so many friends have come from this and uh, are hopefully continuing. Favorite DMX song, uh, The Theme to the Crown. Um, (laughs) Moved to Portland. Um. Has it started? <laughs> I love I love the people that are just going to be listening to this as a podcast and they're just like listening to us. Reading um, in real time. What is your favorite line from oh. Death of a Salesman? Ooh, attention must be paid. I really like that he doesn't think to turn the radio on. Somebody, he says, I never have time to listen to the radio. And someone says to Willie Loman, but you're in the car all day. And he says, who thinks to turn it on? And I just think that's such a perfect example of when you kind of age out of certain technologies you know there are people in my family we were just talking about this they're like oh i don't play video games i I grew out of that and i was like or did the technology get so complicated that you couldn't possibly dream of a seven button video game nightmare um but you're too proud to admit it Mm -hmm. so he's too proud in that moment um somebody asked which room we're in which I am very excited. Val designed this room. So this is my office. They they asked which room we're in and which room you were in when you did Mike Birbiglia's show. So right. this is my office. Look, there's a, a giant yoni and like feminine art. And isn't it just the most beautiful room you've ever seen? I'm very proud of it. <laughs> Val designed it. She just finished it. I just finished it. And the uh, when I think usually we record the podcast in your office and that's, it's a nightmare. that's the room that um, that he did Microbiglia's podcast in. And yeah, you've heard me refer to like the garbage room. I often give him shit for it. Um, I'm going to try not to though, because we just talked to Anne Lamott and she was like, you should just let people, I mean, she yeah. didn't say this, but she's like, you know, however creativity flows for you, if it isn't in a pile of trash in your <laughs> your case. Well, I just like having things out where I need them. So my desk is covered in scraps of paper and notes and all that stuff. And this is so much more you. This is, yeah. this is more, I wish my office looked more like this. Do you like David Lynch? Not really. I wish I did. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I like I'm, him okay. I, I've pretended Definitely before to sound cool. The sauna's downstairs. Somebody said, where's the sauna? The sauna's in his garbage. Oh, somebody said, will you be talking? uh, Will you watch Crashing with us on Discord? We just went on Discord. It's called You Made It Wired. It's spelled wrong. It's W-I-E-R-D, which I think is very cute. Yeah. So if you want to join the discussion, Val and I sometimes join on Discord. It's You Made It Wired. Uh, Uh And the sauna's downstairs. Okay, one more. I think somebody said... Uh, I had a weird job, which was a his- historical reenactor. But Val, what is your weirdest job? My weirdest job, um, I guess, working at a church. I was in charge of the. <laughs> it was my first job when I was fourteen. I worked at the church that my parents were the pastors for, and uh, I was in charge of the programs. So I would have to fold, use a folding machine from like the seventies, in this tiny room. 
And if you have ever seen It's Always Sunny, there's like, um, it's one of the first episodes where they're like working in the office and Charlie, like the sounds of the machines are just making Charlie go crazy. Um, that's what, that's what it was. It was, I, I remember my brother coming in once and it was just like this really loud, like gunk, gunk machine. <laughs> and I, I went, wait, listen, does it sound like it's saying it's a party that's on Friday? <laughs> and he was like, we got to get you some fresh air. <laughs> um, so that was my weirdest job. Not as weird as. Somebody said, I loved it. Somebody said, did you say what you know about green eggs and ham in my wedding vows, which I said I would in a bit. Uh, no, but we just watched. My mom was just here. Um, and we, uh, as, as those of you that listen to the Friday episode know, and in our vows, we wanted, she wanted to watch our wedding video. And in our vows, independently, we each said the same thing to each other, which is very sweet. Sweet alert, um, which is I see you in there, which is my favorite mm. thing to say to Val and my favorite thing to have somebody say. If you are in love with somebody, uh, I highly recommend or just love somebody saying I see you in there is a really powerful thing to say. But you do have to say that we thought of it. You have to say your source. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got it. And then PayPal has $15. Yeah. Um, also, David Lynch is probably great. I haven't watched him since I got into psychedelics or meditation or anything like that. So I might rewatch him and be like blown away. I only watched him when I was like a little shit and was like, what, what is this about? So please don't think I'm uh, writing off David Lynch. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of some of my favorite filmmakers and people in the world, I'm so excited. Let's just bring him in. Can we bring in Jason Schwartzman, guys? Is that cool? Oh, oh my God. There he is. Hello. Hello. Oh. Can you so, hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear us? So loud, right? So loud. <laughs> that the, was just, he was just clapping. clapping was right in my ear. Oh, oh, okay. I thought yeah, it was I my mic. I wasn't sure if I came in too loud. No, you yeah. are the perfect. I won't come in too loud. Okay. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Hi. Good, man. How are you? Great. Great. What, is that, what is that behind you? Is that, is that art? Uh, it's a blanket. It's a quilt. <laughs> um, that, um, uh, I have draped over like a, um, a hanging rack, you know, for clothes, mm-hmm. uh, to muffle, uh, music sounds. If, uh, when I'm, if I'm playing loud, uh, drums, uh, or is this, is this where the coconut records records? No, I, um, no, I'm actually, um, no, uh, but, uh, <laughs> I've, I've just set up some drums in this, um, space and uh so i took the hanging rack which had no clothes on it and the quilt which had no bed beneath it and i merged them <laughs> into a uh sound baffle and now room modifier uh Ooh. so that you don't see everything but i was thinking like just before i got on with you i was trying to set up this thing and move and then it started to like slip away slowly and it fell off well i don't <laughs> Just think that would have been so embarrassing if that had happened. Like talking just slowly, the you just have this like backdrop. You think it's like yeah, it's just this quilt I got, and just slowly starts to roll off the hanger, <laughs> fall down behind it. It's just like it would be even better um, and a, if the clothing clothing rack after it falls down went like this, like covered <laughs> up in privates. I have um, a Zoom questions like backdrop. I always notice what is behind people when I'm doing Zoom meetings and can can sometimes be judgmental about it. So I noticed that quilt and was like, that's a lovely quilt a and lovely a great choice. backdrop. Yeah. But like, 
I am, I'm kind of judgmental if it's like just cluttered and awful. Mm -hmm, I'm like, mm -hmm. I'll put a little thought into it. Yeah. Well, you, you <laughs> like, a, you like things orderly. Um, yes, I guess that does is. it, uh, do you, uh, are you, uh, not only do, are you, not only do you like it orderly, but if it's not orderly, it makes you feel crazy, right? I mean, you don't like even even if you're watching on a Zoom, not even if you're in the space physically, just seeing it makes you what? Uh, that's a great question. I don't mind other people's messes, but I I I guess there is a judgment where I'm like, oh, you don't you don't care, okay? Right. But like, yeah, I think that's comforting. It's like a bathroom where the toilet paper is just on top of the toilet, and the plunger uh -huh. is in clear sight. It doesn't right. look good, but it says. I got you. Like if you have a problem, <laughs> it's right yeah. there. This is one of our biggest di differences. I understand. No, I understand. <laughs> I have a, I have a similar, I have a similar uh, difference. In my Which way are you leaning? Do you lean Pete plunger out in the open? Way. And I'll hide the plunger. I go Pete. I go, I'm more of a Pete, but I, it's funny because uh, you, you said earlier, you wish you, you said, I wish my office was like this. And that is the truth is that I, I, uh, I do it. My wife, uh, is just very, you know, likes things a certain way. And like, this would, this would never have <laughs> happened. This, this is, had she been, this would have been. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, anyway, I'm a bit, you know, I like, like you were saying, I like to have like things out, uh, and I just never know what I'm going to need. So I kind of have like, uh, like to carry, I have a, you know, if I go somewhere, I always like bring a bag with like all different kinds of, you know, whatever, you know, oh, I might need this clay, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever I see, I just can find it at baseball. I don't need to mint, you know, whatever. And um, I like to have things out. That said, when I'm in my, like my wife's space or in a very nice, uh, nicely curated, I do feel so envious of it. And I go, oh, I wish this came naturally to me to, to make it like this, but I don't know how to achieve that because you, I, I don't know, Pete, if you're this way, like, do you own a lot of stuff or do you not own a lot of stuff and it's just messy? I mean, it's just out of, it's just disorganized. I'll say as we're getting older, we own less and less stuff. And when yeah. people come over, something that we like to do is try to give something to somebody. Like if it's a, a book or even like a yes. little piece of art that I bought, we just go like, just take it, please take it. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what life should be is we were just talking about when you're young and you're 20, this is when you should be like burning days down and getting drunk. And, and as you get older, I feel a real pull to just like getting a little bit more simple. So the mess is, is like, I drink a lot of these waters. So there's just these waters. That it's just it's right. water. Um, those are everywhere. Um, earplugs are everywhere because yeah. I sleep with earplugs. Just a lot of nonsense, but not stuff. Where are you? Do you earplugs. buy earplugs? Yeah, I like if it's my night to sleep. Yeah, I hear you. Baby sleeps. Oh, I, I hear No, yeah. Uh, I, I like. I mean, I'm like you. I feel like I'm trying to. Uh, I, you know, I'm not. Nothing like crazy. I don't have like, but I, 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 I do like, I remember I saw a picture of this person once, like a black and white picture of someone in their office and uh, an old picture and his office, like the shelves look like they were like 
collapsing <laughs> with books and notebooks. And I just thought, oh, seems wonderful. I mean, I would just like to be in that room. Yeah. Not, not so much anymore. I think that it's, it is changing. And also having kids like, uh, it's physically more dangerous. I notice. like I have, like I keep a, like if I'm doing music or something and there's stuff out, um, it's fine. But then if kids come in, you realize how a mess is also very dangerous. Yeah, uh, a certain type of mess, like children tripping on cables. You just feel terrible. You're like, yeah. I do want to, uh, for solidarity, I do want to say that if I go to like, if I'm in a great mood, yeah. that's when I'll buy some bullshit. Like I'll buy like a seven by seven foot photograph of a young hippie girl. And I'll be like, this is beautiful. <laughs> like this shit, like I'll be able yeah. to see the beauty in anything. I, sure. I always say I have two modes. One is yeah. like infinite possibility or yeah. everything is sort of doomed. Um, and they're both fine. But yeah. like when, when I see infinite possibility, I'm like, yeah. I could wear the thriller jacket. Yeah. I can do this. <laughs> and then the thriller jacket. That's, awesome. That's optimism. It's optimism. <laughs> but then I, great? I, I bought the jacket from Drive. I've never yeah. worn it. <laughs> Right. I mean, but when I bought it, I, I envy the peep that bought the drive jacket. Yeah. So, Jason, let me open this up. You know, there what is something, by the way, I just, you can, oh, go ahead. Later, but there's a thing called, I'm going to get it wrong, but I think it's called like positive sentiment override. Oh. Um, it's like a thing, like, uh, do you know, have you ever heard of John Gottman? Do you know John mm-hmm. Gottman? The, he's a really interesting per You should have John Gottman come on your show. He's amazing. Really? Yeah. I'd like to, and I would like to be on it as well uh just in backstage i'll stay backstage <laughs> but uh but there was just this uh he he does he's a i guess he's a love doctor or something but he's not advice driven he's more research driven and he's been studying couples like since the early 70s he set up like a mock apartment in this hospital in washington um and has, has been studying the same couples for over 40 years now um, and uh, apparently can tell within like um, one hour of talking to you with 90% accuracy, if you will break up or stay together as a couple. This was in um, Blink. Wasn't it in the book Blink? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Because they measure when you squirm and they measure when you roll your eyes. Because I remember if you roll your eyes at your partner, that's called... um, I think it's it's not disdain. It's uh, it's another discord. Contempt. Yeah, those are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Is that what it was? Yeah. They're like uh, yeah, uh, contempt is very bad. Stonewalling. Uh, the other two, I don't give a fuck about. No. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the uh, but I will say that. Um, but he talks about this positive sentiment override, which is like really interesting. Like if you're if things are going really well, like in your relationship or in your life and you're just getting along and you're happy and things are wonderful, you're less likely to uh, um, take um, anything, you know, like, uh, did you leave the microwave open? If you're, it have, things have been going wonderfully and great, you're likely, you're more likely, according to his research, to be like, yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm such an idiot. Like, if things are not going well, you, you leave it open. Yes, I, you know, and you, that is a threatening thing and it becomes a, 
Mm. Right. And so it's the idea that like, if enough is going, if there's like enough goodwill in your life and in your relationship, you have this positive sentiment overrides, you override uh, things that you would typically take as like a criticism or something negative, And you kind of, you can let it kind of roll off you. And uh, it's sort of like what you're saying about feeling really good and just have positivity and optimism. Just when you're yeah. in that groove, everything just starts to, feed into the, you know, it all just seems to work. Yeah. Like the chat, like, how did that happen? I like that somebody in the chat said when I was like, when I'm in a good mood, I'll buy something. They said, if you can see the beauty in everything, why buy anything? And I was like, that's right on. <laughs> I think that's yeah. right on. And yet, uh, why not buy it if you have a, a sawbuck burning a hole in your trousers? Uh, <laughs> Jay, I wanted to ask you this right off the bat. Have you ever seen a ghost? Have you ever almost died? Have you ever seen a UFO? Um, I, uh, I've, Never seen a ghost. Um, I've heard, I've had one specific encounter that was uh, just frightening, but I, I just think there must be some explanation. What was it, though? It was, huh? You got to tell us, without any judgment, nobody will think you're a woo-woo weirdo. Tell me yeah. what happened that you were scared by something that you couldn't explain. Well, the only reason I... I, and I really do think that it, I, I'm going to, I think that I can, I can, I have gone now back in my head and arranged the practical way that it happened. It's still insane how, like, but it, but I can, it's more likely, I think, in my opinion. But first, let me just say that I've never seen a ghost. Um, uh, oh my God, second question already. Oh, just, just, have you ever seen a UFO? Have you ever almost died? But you UFO, have- UFO never, but the movie Fire in the Sky, I remember seeing that movie and it just like, it it really messed my brain up, that movie. And I did have like a real uh, period of like, a, it really got me like, it was just so effective. Um, and We're yeah. similar ages. And when I saw that movie, yeah. the purpose of that movie is you're never safe. The world is not safe. Yeah. You could be take. Remember when he goes through the membrane and he's like has oh. his hands in a guy's body, and I was yeah, like, disgusting. So what is the theory there? We die when we die. Do we go into an alien right. spacecraft? It's the most disturbing movie. Right. The fact that my parents just let me see it multiple times is oh. pretty weird. Um, yes, I have a similar thing with my mom where I'm like looking. I talk about movies and stuff now. Having kids, I said they can. We can watch, and then I look at the movie again and go, I shouldn't have been watched. I, sh I shouldn't even watch this now. That's right. <laughs> I watched Goodfellas with my dad when I was like 11. And you know that right. scene with the knife in yes. the trunk? I, I remember standing there and I was like, you've seen this before. You wow. knew what he was going to do. He wasn't going to open the trunk and go like, I made you yeah. a sandwich. It's yeah. cool. He's going to stab him. And I yeah. Not only can I not forget it, I can't forget what it looked like to eleven-year-old me. Like, yeah, and the sound of it. See that, and the sound of it is really I'm the artist with the camera. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh God! It's just I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. My parents um, had a rule where I I couldn't watch rated R movies if it were if it were rated R for language or sex, but if it was just rated R for violence, I could I was allowed to watch it. Hmm. Isn't that so wow. backwards? Terrible. Terrible. Wow. Wait, I don't. We're gonna get to. Did you almost die? But are you not wanting to answer the story? Where no, you I'll tell you. Sorry, it, oh. it's just that it's, it's just that it's 
It's a lot for nothing, but I'll, it's, I mean, the nothing really that it's. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll let, all right. <laughs> I'm I always was, uh, because I was uh, in a, uh, but can I keep it somewhat general and just, but keep the specific. I was in this home um, in the South and um, knew nothing about the place where I was staying. And um, there were uh, two stories in it and there was an attic and there was a piano there like a little piano and uh everyone went to bed and i just started playing this piano and then uh i i heard someone started to come down the steps like clearly coming down the steps i stopped because i they would they would have finished walking down the steps and then walked right toward the piano so i sort of kind of was just kind of put my hands up like I'm sorry. You're going to walk in. It's me. And I'm sorry. And so I just play, play, and then step, 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 step. And then nothing. Okay. Well, that was probably, maybe I just heard it. Go back to play. That happened four times consistently. Someone coming down as if to stop. And I just said, I'm, I'm going to go to bed. And I said that out loud. And I don't know why. Then. During that stay there, someone said, oh, yeah, there's people say there's different things here. They say the attic is uh, haunted and uh, oh, yeah. terrifying. Our door just started to open. Oh, wow. Was so it scary. creaked open. Sorry. We both wow. jumped because wow. our door creaked open behind us. Uh, you have a <laughs> string on your ankle tied to the door. <laughs> that would be such a bummer. Um, but I, uh, I, uh, so anyway, they said, oh, yeah. So anyway, I, Went, stayed at the house for another uh, day and nothing happened. Then a few, a year and a half or so later, I was in the same town and I was staying there again. Um, and I was staying with my uh, then girlfriend and I knew that I had heard these stories, you know, but I, no one told me when I first went, so I felt like it was better not to just say like, just, just so you know, they say it's a little haunted. I just right. like, right, that's not her problem. It's so also there, for the control of the experiment because you got spooked before you knew. Yeah, if you yeah. told me a place was haunted, I would be like, I felt it. Yeah, but you right. went in blind, right. and so did your then girlfriend. Right, and I and by the way, I do have an active imagination, that so it's best not to tell me. So I um, anyway, we got to the place and uh, we're staying in this room, and the room is right below the attic. And it was sort of on my mind, like, man, a year and a half ago, I had this, it was just sort of a weird kind of experience, but nothing really happened. And it was probably in my, anyway, we're sitting there sleeping and I literally wake up to the sound of like some, the sound of someone sliding boxes around in the attic. Like, and my eye, I went kind of, I did one of these, like I went like, um, <laughs> and, uh, and uh and i and i was uh oh and uh and, and i listened and it was energetic i mean it was real i mean it was really wild um when you say energetic you mean you felt it in your body no that's a good question i meant to say that it wasn't just like it was like it sounded like someone like training for like a box pushing competition or something like theirs. We have that in Canada. <laughs> it was like very, I didn't know what it was, but you know, anyway, then um, the, uh, uh, 
I also was, hate to admit it, but a little bit perturbed because the my girlfriend seemed to be just dreaming away like nothing was the matter. And that really put me in like an extra, there was just an added layer of confusion because like what's happening? Am I in my own? Have I fallen into some weird dimension myself? Like, Did she hear it? No, she was sleeping. So I did a thing where I uh, woke her up um, as if it was like an accident. <laughs> uh, and then I kind of fell back asleep. So I was like, and she's like, oh, and I'm like, what? What? Did like, you hear that? I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, but I was, that took, you know, 10 minutes to get to that point. Um, anyway, the next morning, I, I was like, I got to go. I got to see what was going on. So I went up the steps to this attic. And when I went up there, uh, the door, which is usually locked, was open. And the TV was on. The lights were on. Everything was on. Yeah, every light and stuff, there was like a little. And um, I was like, okay, that I don't like. I don't like this. But my logical explanation is there was raccoons up here. Pushing, there were boxes. Uh, the boxes were not scattered around anymore. They were like in nice. There was everything was like looked neat. It was okay, but maybe they're moving it. Then I thought the TV was on a timer. Someone had like a TV. To, then anyway, the next day, that that night, I uh, I there uh, we are gonna cook food, and um, we don't. I didn't have uh, olive oil, so I was like, what's we should go to the market to get olive oil real quickly. We leave. We come back. The door to the kitchen is won't open because the drawers in the kitchen have all slid out and blo- are blocking the door from opening. And um, and like I feel like the refrigerator was open. Something like it was just. And I, sense. That's the scene in the sixth sense where all the drawers are open. It's like all oh, right, stuff. Well, yeah. Um, but so just anyway, I just said, I just said, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, because I just was, it was, it wasn't that it was that I was super frightened. It was just that the idea that it just was, uh, in my brain enough that it wasn't, I wasn't able to just enjoy my experience there. Well, it shouldn't be building. I mean, it was like it has a structure. It's like we do the boxes, then we do the drawers. What's not in the elevator? Yes, but I do have a thing where I, you know, I. It's weird. Like I am afraid. I mean, I am. I think it is probably from movies. Like I am. You know, I have a fear of the dark and stuff. But I also don't believe in go. It's like a weird kind of combination. Like. But that's what makes them so scary. You don't believe in them, and then you see one, and you go, "Oh no!" Everything I believe. So, like seeing right. one is doubly troubling. It's right. like you're seeing one. You're like, "Oh, then what else is true that I didn't think was no. true?" You I know? always think to myself when people say, "Oh, I've seen a ghost." I go, "What was it like? It was just right there. It was like this. Kind of thought it was like my aunt, but it wasn't, and it was sort of see through. But cut. and I'm hearing that, and I so then later like. If I'm by myself, I'll like be, did I just see some, did I just see a person? And I'm wondering like, is, no, when they, when I see one, is this what, no, you see them. I mean, it's, I'm like asking myself in the moment, like, does it just like you sort of think you saw something or like, no, you see the, like, I'm always wondering what that moment would well, whenever, be like. Whenever I have someone's like, I look up and there's someone standing there. Cause in my mind, I've never had anything be that, 
clear. So I've in my my frightening moments are always sort of me trying to ask myself if I just noticed something. Mm-hmm. And what, but it, what? But it's me sort of digging my own grave, so to speak. Like I'm, I'm sort of like, what was? Did I? No, I could. But I, the idea that you would just look up and truly just see something is so chilling. Uh, mm. But it's also incredible, and uh, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I have fear, but also it makes me happy, or you know, whatever. I don't judge any of it. Well, you're right. It's also if you see a ghost, I think one of the reasons people want to see ghosts is because it's proof of like as if you need more proof that the universe is mysterious. But you're like, right. it's human specific mystery. Right. Right. Is the idea that the soul outlives yeah. the body that we like. Yeah. But usually Ma- I'm remembering Matthew Gray Grubler did this podcast. He had a great ghost story. And usually when I ask story questions like, were they translucent? Was it them? Like, they almost always never know. They're always like, I don't right. know. Like, and I'm like, that's the first thing I would kind of see. Like, can I see through you? Like, yes. But you don't have the time to run those tests. You know what? The, the, to me, the most horrific thing is like, uh, like I know um, a, uh, like two people in my family who've seen something that was the same thing at the same age in their lives without ever telling the other person one was a teenager and then many, many years later and this other one was growing up was a teenager, saw the same thing and never knew like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't like that kind of uh, like when people have the exact same experience. Oh, for sure. And you sort of feel like, why, why did that happen? Jenny Slate tells, talks about her living in a haunted house and her amazing special and her incredible book Yes, is like different family members had uh, interactions with different ghosts. Oh. Like it was, and throughout like 30 years of living there. Mm. And that's the, mo- that was the most convinced I've, I mean, I yeah. am convinced. I, like, I just don't, I ha- I can usually explain away any other kind mm-hmm. of thing, but I just, if that's true, I don't, that yeah. has to be real. You know, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say the best part of it. And I think we're all experiencing it now. And you tell me, Jason, the great thing about these stories that are like a little bit scary or whatever mm-hmm. is it, it drops you into the moment. You start questioning the reality you're in right now. You yeah. Know, I tell you a story and I'm like, and there was a pirate and yeah. you start, I know I always say this and I, I'm always quoting Jesus. Don't get freaked out. Uh, I'm not <laughs> religious. Um, but they talk, they, they, everyone's probably. Well, I thought that was the quote. I'm always quoting Jesus. Quote, I'm not don't religious. Don't, don't get freaked out. <laughs> I'm always going, Jesus, don't get freaked out. Uh, <laughs> that was, he said that he, oh, I didn't know he said that. that was that old? But it's, it's one of my, that's hilarious. I wish he did say that. I, I'm not religious, I'm don't sure get freaked out. Um, but he says, wait for the kingdom of heaven or wait for God or wait for truth, like someone waiting for a thief to break into your house. Mm-hmm. What that means in my interpretation is the same thing as these ghost stories. Scary stories or the Mary Oliver poem where she thinks she's in the woods and she thinks she sees a bear. In those moments, you're so locked into the moment. You're not going, did I leave the oven on? You're not going, what am I doing tomorrow? And that's just a real clue that we like and we're attracted to the feeling of like pinprick um, presentness. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you? Like when we're telling the story? 
Absolutely. I, I, it, I, I, it makes sense to me. And I, but I think about stuff like without going into detail, I know someone uh, who's just, uh, you know, just such a logical human being and, the idea of a go- anything it's just like it's not even um it's not even uh worth t- it's like uh do you know what i mean like it's just a no-brainer that it's just <laughs> he'll just start laughing just like you guys are so funny like and um and i'm like really just like you don't have anything what like at this per- you just you're not even afraid like of a- why why no like I, like and I'm like, would you want to see it go? I don't even, it's not even possible that I would want to, there aren't, like, it's so practical and so logical that I go, what must that be like to just that? Because I know what you're saying is when someone says to me, you're like, wow, okay. It's living your whole life where, no, that's just <laughs> not like, it's not uh, going, it's not even possible. And I'm not afraid really, really have the dark of the possibility of a go. I'm like, I would, I feel like, cause I will admit something, which is that when I'm afraid, sometimes I'm going to, there was a period I like to like have a movie on just in my VCR and just like when it ends, it just rewinds. It goes back to the beginning. And it was like Wayne's world was one of them. I was trying to find things that were just positive, just like super fun. No matter where you woke up in the middle of the night, it was just like fun yeah, uh, and then Groundhog Day I also have, which is a weird one to wake up because that one it's on all night anyway, and then that movie especially is confusing. Yeah, but, perfect movie to loop. Yeah, but um, <laughs> um, and one time I was in a uh hotel and there, I was scared, so I ordered the Rugrats movie. Uh, <laughs> I must have paid so much money, I wasted so much just to fill my room with like a cartoon. I just like turned it on really loud and went to bed, but um. I would have gotten so much more sleep and rest if I was like the other person and had no, that the ghost, that not, which is not even a possible, possible. Yeah, isn't it fun? Like, I think you're helping me understand one of the reasons why sounds like a car accident. Uh, I can get into that part of my rationale. Yeah. Like, and I do it sometimes when I'm scared, I'm like, come on and go to bed. But like, I like staying in the don't know mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the don't know mind is a beautiful, liberated and spacious place. And even though we can, what I mean is, is like, it's beneficial to me to sometimes just put aside all of my foregone conclusions, all of the things that I think I know, even about reality itself, and just go any thought experiment, because it brings me into the present. And that's what creativity is a lot, too. Like, mm-hmm. we can make... You know, you were in I Heart Huckabees. That's a great example of something that's like, what if the world is different than you know, right. whatever it might right. be. Um, let, let's do, I want to talk about your career and, and those things, but um, do you have an almost died story as well? You had a great ghost story. Uh, no, I uh, I don't have a, I don't have an almost died. Uh, How about a poop, pa- poop your pants? <laughs> no, poop pan- no, poop my pants. Uh, uh or almost died. Virginity? Uh, Lose your virginity? Didn't, uh, 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 well, <laughs> uh, no, I don't have, I don't have, uh, though, you know, though, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to save your, not waste your time. If I had something that was like, okay, here, I have the greatest lose your virginity story you've ever heard. <laughs> I don't have anything that's like that much more. So I feel like, why do I, wh- who wants to hear another one of the, it's like, look at this picture of my 
kid or like, you know, it's like, yeah, nobody cares. I don't really, I mean, it's a cute kid, but yeah. Well then let's talk a little bit about acting. <laughs> but if I have when I, I don't worry when I find, when I've got some, I mean, when I have a You're great, fire. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I just, I, and I, uh, you know, and the funny thing too, with almost dying, I mean, how close, I mean, what is almost dying? Um, and, uh, it's also funny, you know, like, like, when you go, Jesus, we almost just died. And someone's like, no, are you great? We did not, that you're being dramatic. And it makes me question whether or not I'm like, am I being dramatic? Or was that was a close call? Or am I crazy? Was that a close call? <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. And uh, it's always remarkable to me, like when you're talking to someone and like after a few hours of whatever, it comes up like someone say, oh, did they tell you about the um, snake bite? What? Oh yeah, uh, I just got bitten by a rattlesnake today, but it was uh, it's fine. And and you're just like that wasn't like the we've been talking about other stuff for two hours. That that's a significant thing. Like you sure you should go to the hospital? It's fine. It's probably those people <laughs> trouble me. And I go, how do you not? How is not that the thing you lead with? Like I would go, like, look at this. I almost we gotta go. Like I don't know. It's just like it's, uh, so. I always think like maybe I am overreacting. Uh, so I, I a little unless almost dying, I'd really have to be like really there, almost there. I, and I and I haven't been. Okay, I love that, Mama. Before I ask about it, I have a specific acting question that I think you'll like. So it's not I, I really you... can't answer any. I mean, but go for it. Yeah. No, I, I think I think you're gonna like it because I know a little bit about your story, musician who sort of ended up acting, and I don't think you take it. Um, I mean this in the good way. You don't take it like super seriously, pretentiously or anything like that. But I have one specific acting question that I think you're going to like. Um, but my love, do you, I'm chatting so much. Do you have anything that you want to ask? I was going to say, but it's not a good story and it's kind of a downer. I forgot to tell you that I almost killed someone today. What? <laughs> yeah. I was driving. This is the snake bite. What happened? I was driving with my daughter in the back. And, uh, there was, I was going through an intersection and there was like a long line of cars waiting to turn left to my left. Uh, so it was really blocking the vision of like the crosswalk at all. And somebody on a bike, of course it was my right. There was a green light. So I was just zooming, going for it. And then I, someone on a bike was not waiting their turn and was riding so fast. And I didn't see him until he was in front of me. Oh, wow. And I slammed on the brakes and my daughter was asleep and she, she like, you know, went forward and, uh, and Did then she wake up. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's the, that is the funny part about it is like, if I can slow down what my thought process was, yeah. it was like very quickly. It was like, oh my God, I'm going to kill someone. And then seeing that he's safe and then, oh my God, the baby's in the car. Yeah. Seeing that she's safe. And then, oh my God, is she going to wake up? Right. (laughs) Number three. Yeah. I've had that too, where I'm like, I'm going to get in an accident and that's going to wake up the baby. That's actually my first concern (laughs) is that I took so long to put her down and now I'm going to get in a fender bender and it's going to wake up the baby. Of course. I'm glad you're okay. Of course, only me. I would like, Finally get the baby down and then get an accident. <laughs> get an accident. So, I just like I just can't get into the routine. 
<laughs> it also is like whenever she her nap gets messed with, I'm like, the yeah. whole day is ruined. She's going to be a mess and I'm going to be a mess. Yeah. And I will have just gotten in an accident. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but it was, it was fine. It was just like jelly legs. Of course. After. That, the jelly, le- you know, it's funny. We were talking earlier about earlier, earlier about like almost getting an accident uh, to get your adrenaline going. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that now that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Is that one of the, before we started recording. Yeah. Jason, we were talking a little bit about nerves. Yeah. And I'm like you, I wouldn't do it, but I would almost benefit from a really awkward adrenaline inducing conversation right before I have to perform because my favorite energy to perform from is I need to win it back. Like if I think I offend you, like if I accidentally call you the wrong name or something, you'll never get a more performative or funny Pete than the guy who's trying to make you laugh to forgive him. <laughs> right, 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 right. Do you have hacks? Like, oh, okay, here's an act, acting what question. What flavor of gum is that? This is Nicorette. I'm chewing Nicorette. Oh, it looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know when someone makes something just look so good, there's like, God, I just want to, like, you make me want to get a piece of gum. I'm like, do I have gum anywhere nearby me? <laughs> like, I got to want something. I okay. don't do it all day, but I had a really long day. And this yeah. is one of my performance tricks. I, I've never smoked in my life. Yeah. If I need a little boost of something unfamiliar to my system, right. I think it's strange. Not strange. I get it. But we're so embracing of caffeine, but nicotine has very similar properties. Yeah. Obviously addictive, right. um, but so is caffeine in its own way. Yeah. So I, I chew that to get me off access, just to something mm. different. Um, mm. I also don't drink or do mm-hmm. a lot. Well, I do some drugs, but it's it's a, it's nice to have something that I can kind of safely be addicted to. Yeah. What are when you're on set, something like Darjeeling Limited, which we watch all the time. I should have opened. Oh, we love it. Thank you're you so much. Thank you. You're fantastic in it. Thank you. We love that movie. It's uh, anyway. I know you're shooting a movie. I'm guessing you're in India. You're on a train. Yeah. It's not. It's not easy. Like, I, I know you can be kind of, you know, lo-fi and Jason Schwartzman, but, like, at the end of the day, someone is asking you to act and behave in a way that you do not organically feel. Yeah. And it's not easy. So what are some of the tricks, mental tricks or physical tricks that you would do to be like, all right, I'm jet lagged, I'm grumpy, I just had a bad phone call, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Now I have to pretend I'm going to a kid's funeral or whatever Don't it might you be. Think it's, that's such a, I think it's a great question, and I think that it's uh... – uh, I don't have like a, uh, I, I, if I, if I mean, every day is so different and, you know, it's like, but um, it's a good question because, you know, I have this like funny thing where like, sometimes I'll like read interviews with people and they say like, you gotta be loose, you gotta be loose up there, you know, like loose, be loose, they're talking about loose and then, and then if you're too tight, it's, and at the same time, other people will describe this thing of like never getting, um, uh, taking it for granted or, uh, assume you've got something in the bat confident and that those two, when I read those two kind of camps of people, I get very confused, um, because I go, cause I'm wondering if those, if, if, cause I'm going, okay, so they are really relaxed and they are not really relaxed. Is it just that kind of two different things? Or is there an overlap with these people where there's a way to be 
relaxed and uh but not totally feel like you you've got it in the bag i think that's the amazing thing um i've had uh i'll, I'll answer your question in it one second but um like i've been watching um american idol with my daughter and um lionel richie has this he keeps saying to people and it's so amazing he's like he's he his like advice to people is so wonderful and he says like he's like you're an amazing singer but you're you're you look so scared he's like just let that person go like just hide it just show me someone else you can be that person but just don't let me like just put that just hide that and just perform and be you and be happy and i go wow that's incredible because i always am curious about that like with anyone in the who's just like looks so at ease are they really at ease you know where are they where you know what i mean a athlete like what is your what is your feeling in the moment um i think it's probably like anything you have good days and bad days but i think like the um, uh i i'm i don't the thing that i'm most nervous about when i work is um i don't like the feeling i don't like when they say okay quiet rehearsing everyone hey stop talking you everyone stop look over here look stop talking let's just watch let's watch these people try and figure out this thing that they're gonna do now everyone watch i don't and i go like i i don't like all i don't like that feeling um uh so i get i'm very nervous in the beginning of any type of work situation and a lot of it has to do with just like being um judged you know what i mean like by uh, people um, but- also being the center of attention like this weird I feel this where it's mm-hmm. like on one part of me I do want to be the special boy and Val's seen this a million times when people go okay everybody look at the special boy I'm like fuck you right. look at the special boy because there's another part of me that's like no yeah. no, no 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 and I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't want them to look at me on. I don't. I I do. I am just like nervous uh, in the beginning. But you know, I don't feel like the special boy. Uh, (laughs) In other experiences, I can't feel that way. But usually, like yeah. But in terms of like tricks, you know, I've tried. I try so many things. Were we talking about the Josh Waitzkin book? Mm Um. Uh. He's the he's the kid that was in um, Searching for Bobby Fischer. Oh, we talked about it right. in our pre-interview. Yeah. Right, yes. So he has this whole book called The Art of Learning, and a lot of it has to do with, like, finding ways to, like, get yourself into – he was, like – you know, he would have a, a match, and he would be, uh, you know, in his mind, much better or higher ranked than his opponent. And then – but for whatever reason, he just couldn't get into the game, and he was losing. But then once he started to lose enough – it got him into a, he would like get up and go run around the block or something. And they would come back and it got him in some kind of a thing. And and so he was in the book, he's saying like, how can I get into that place without having to lose and run around the block? Like, how can I just come into the thing like that? Mm. Um, And that's what I'm, I'm always so fascinated with performers, athletes, like just how do you feel? Like what is your going through your head in that moment? Um, Fighters. I always think that like, are they, afraid are they what is pain to a fighter i always think about like having yeah. are um, you imagining that it's somebody that you hate like that's always what i'm wondering is like are you taking out your aggressions are you trying to get an unresolved place in a scene no no a boxer oh and a boxer 
I have no idea. It's you are, I lo- I'm obs- I'm very interested. I, I I don't know why. Like, because I'm I don't love like I don't you know. But I'm interested in the like when I watch the I like to watch the the lead up to fights. You know the uh, like the they'll show the training. Mm-hmm. You know, like the they'll show like it's like it's not called embedded, but it's like something like training twenty four seven that kind of thing on HBO. Mm-hmm. And I'm where they show the two two different fighters preparing, and I'm, I'm I guess I'm just the most interested in it because like both of them it just sounds they just sounds they're like. On October 9th, I'm gonna walk in there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on the floor in under two minutes. And he's a great fighter. He's never fought someone like me, and I respect him. But he's gonna wish he had never had this fight. And then they go to the other guy, and he's just like, he's slow, he's cocky, he's got cement in his hand. Uh, he's he's uh, he's a joke. He's over. He's over the hill. Maybe ten years ago, I would have been. They're both so confident that they're gonna win. That's yeah. when I love watching that. I go, man, one of these guys is very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it's incredible to me. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. is yeah. amazing. And also like a profession like that um, where it's like you lost. Like I sometimes I feel like in my uh, job, I go, that was terrible. But there's 1% of me that goes, I could just see it that way. Like maybe it was okay. But you, it's not like you go to the set and you – loot like you yeah you know you get knocked out you know yeah um but i find that if i'm really i i I just hope to just try to be really prepared like and then also just like i love to just i like to be happy and talking to people and i don't really do well uh under like come on like uh, a different kind of thing so my goal is just to like, keep, but also to stay really focused. Like once I, if I lose my focus, it's hard to get it back. So mm-hmm. I just try to like, just, you know, bring a lot of like, yeah, just, just focus to the set and work. And also just, I also, I love being on a film set. I love being in a band. I love um, the collaborative nature. I just, I don't know. I've always thought like, just how great is it? Is it like every, you know, putting on a show. You know, when you go to see a play and everyone's running around and setting up the things and the lights go off, someone grabs, everyone runs in and grabs a set. And I just, we're all, it's like, it's like a little, it's a team. It's like a little unit. And I like being part of a a team in that way. And so I love like that we're all here together trying to make something and I'm doing my part and you're doing your part. You, you're the, you know, you're the specialist of lights and you're the specialist of the set. Like everyone just trying to do their, their best. Um, I like that kind of feeling. So I'm much happier uh, in that kind of uh, environment. I like that. I like working um, with a bunch of people. Yeah. We call, I call that momentum or reserves. There are some people that like to be alone yeah. and stewing. And then I'm yeah. like, you. I was just shooting something today and all day. I love learning everyone's name and talking because yeah. in momentum, it's like the yeah. more I'm talking, the more I'm emoting with you yeah. when I'm acting, it feels more natural. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's the one acting question. And then uh, I saw somebody in the chat was like, I thought this was a music show. Uh, we are going to play some music after this question. <laughs> ben, if you could please get the clip ready. Um, Jason, I think one of, I've heard you say one of your favorite movies that you've been in is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Is that true? Yes. I, when I saw that movie, uh, I was in a good mood for like seven days afterwards. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it was sort of like you were saying Wayne's World 
or yeah. Groundhog Day. That's like yeah. my happy place movie. Yeah. And instead of just ask, asking you generally about acting, I wanted to ask you specifically about a line read um, yep. that you chose that we love and we quote all the time. And if there's anything you could say about it, we would love it. Yeah. So Ben, could you play this clip? Because there's one line that you say as Ash that you say in such a weird way and it delights <laughs> us. Weird being great. Yeah. We don't like you and we hate your dad. Now grab some of that mud, chew it in your mouth and swallow it. I'm not gonna eat mud. Cause yeah, you are. Don't do that. Why'd you take your shoes off? So I don't break your nose when I kick it. I can fight my own fights. No, you can't. Okay. I give 20 actors the line, I'm not going to eat mud. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to eat mud. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to eat mud. Mm. And it's the funniest. That's so nice. Like it's such a, <laughs> I think it's a true compliment because I think you were just probably being natural. But my question is, are you consciously trying to do it in an interesting way? It's so funny that you asked this because I have, this is the same thing. I think like when I'm watching something, I was watching uh, the righteous Jebstones and in there's this scene where Dermot Mulroney in the first episodes, like uh, he said something like, uh, we're just wondering if you're going to come in here with your church and run us out of town. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, but I'm like the camera's on his face when he says he's like run us out of town. And then it cuts and it's behind him and he's just kind of talking. So I'm like his face afterwards doesn't look like he was just laughing. Like I wonder if that was just like he couldn't hold. But it's the kind of thing where I will sit there and be like, what? How did that? How, what was? I just like I live. I just I live for those. I, I say, oh, what was that? You know. Um. So I I, I like um. The st- I don't recall exactly that line, but I'll tell you a story about it that um, it goes to show you just like sometimes being afraid or all these things, how silly it can be is, um, uh, you know, what Wes, <clears throat> he um, wanted to uh, record all of the actors together. Um, usually in animated movie, the process is that it's being written over several years and actors like, you know, are going in and they do their lines kind of by themselves over the course of a long time. Um, but in, in this case, the whole script was already written before we did it. Mm-hmm. So Wes wanted to go to a farm and have all the actors running around. So it's like, if you're digging, you're really digging in the mud. And it was all just like a, you know, a boom a uh, gentleman with a boom running around recording it all overlapping, not like separate. Mm-mm. So I just, I was one of the only actors that couldn't be a part of that um, farm experience. Um, and I was going to have to do uh, mine separately. And um, I was, you know, excited about it and whatever. And, um, but it was, you know, it was a part that kept kind of growing and changing and it was really ex- it was really neat to to be a part of it. And um, I forget the exact reason for it all, but I was with Wes and our, we were in England, in London, supposed to, and we had like a session booked from like 
4 p.m. to 7:30 p.m. or 8 p.m. or something. And after that, we had like a, we had to go to a a function type of, and uh, we were coming from someplace before that, and there was a terrible traffic accident or jam, and we're sitting in the back of this car and just watching our studio time melt away, and it was like, well, should we just cancel it? Should we? And it's like we have to do it now. What are we? We're gonna have like no time to do this. It was. Well, let's just do it. You know, whatever it is. So <clears throat> we got to the studio, and I had thirty minutes. Um, and so it was one of the best experiences of my life. We just took the script, Wes and I, we ran into the room, the, and we just went through the script and through the scenes in the air after we were done. And we just <laughs> did it in a half hour, um, and then finished. And it was like, Whoa, great. Okay. Let's, let's go to the other thing. And we just, and that was the majority of the performance was done just in this half hour. And I just always think about it because if we had had maybe, the four hours or however much time we were scheduled to have, I don't know uh, what it would have been like, but there was something, there was just no time to worry or to overthink. We were, we had to get it done, but we literally just because of the, this accident, um, we had no time left in the studio. So we had this half hour. And um, I think that I can't answer that line specifically, but I think it's more just like there was a spirit, um, of fun and just like kind of going with it. And that's in all Wes's movies. Like he really, he really just loves, it's his favorite thing to do is to be, to make a a movie. And he is so excited and happy. Um, And he, you know, he, it was just like one of the best nights of, of my, of my life. Isn't that so serendipitous, man. We were just talking so much about how something that puts you left of center gets you into that energy. And I know as a standup going to a show, I remember driving to some college in the middle of a cornfield and my flight was delayed and I was driving. I wasn't speeding, but I was driving as fast as I could reasonably. And I knew I was going to be an hour and a half late to the show. Great show. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. But, and then the, I, something right. that really changed my life is they're like, the work expands to fill the time that you give it. So if you right. had four hours, the work would have expanded. It's just what human beings do. You go like, right. let's do that again. Let's, and then you right. get tired 30 minutes, bang it out. I love that. Yeah. No, that's why when I, I will say one thing when I work, like I am not trained and I have a lot of different regrets or things about various things. Uh, one thing it's very important for me to always do is to like have some type of thing that's like a secret of mine that will, <clears throat> that no one else knows that is like a, that can preoccupy me. Mm. Um, and take my mind off stuff, then I don't ever reveal it. Like if I'm do you know what I mean? Like it just like, so I just have something else that I'm working through. Oh, Whether it's like, or something, you know, something in my shoe that's painful. Like I'm just like dealing with something else that I don't ha- want to, that I don't have to acknowledge that helps me try to overcome that to take my mind off of the. To divide your attention. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton put glass in his shoes during um, Sling Blade. See, I wish I could be like, yeah, me and Billy Rat. It's exactly, yeah, that's what I, <laughs> I can't, hey, he's just so good. That's, uh, it's like, you know, that's the worst is when someone is talking and they put themselves in the same group as someone. It's just like, you're both on Fargo. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you know, just guys like me is Billy Bob. Or, <laughs> you know, 
know, we, we're, you know, just like all oh, these guys, you know, you, we put stuff in our feet. We do think we, you know, it's how we get what we get. I'm always freaked out by people who just like catapult themselves into this thing. But um, no, I like that kind of um, thing. And also I found like socially, I get a little bit ner- nervous sometimes, like um, uh, not anything like more than anyone else, but um, one thing that I've, uh, found that helps me overcome it is to do that kind of thing. Like, um, uh, like I went, like I went to dinner, uh, this is like a few years ago, but like just nervous, but the people we were going with and I was, it was, I was dreading it. So like I wore like, um, tons of, I found like all these broken watches and I put them all down my wrist. So I'd like, nine watches on my wrist and then um, I covered it up and then I spent the whole dinner talking, but really I, I'm thinking to myself, I've got nine watches in my, uh, <laughs> uh, and so that was like my kind of thing that helped me get oh through that God. thing, you know, anti-anxiety strategy. Yeah. Like whatever it is, it just kind of takes your mind off of the stuff. I really have to say, I feel like um, if we got to see Ash as a grown-up, that would be something he would do. Do you want to see something really cool? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cocky. (laughs) It better be really cool. You Uh, promise. (laughs) Is it good? Is it? I have a guess. Do you? I I love that we're getting an unobstructed view of this quilt. Finally. (laughs) I, I'm sorry to the regular podcast listeners. You're not going to see this. Oh, M. Oh, Jesus. It's Ash. God. Is that what you were thinking? It is. That was oh, my guess. Oh, wow. And that's him. That's the movie guy. This is him. That's oh, my so God. Cool. Yeah. You're, we're such nerds. I, it happened kind of recently. I hate to be cocky. It sounds like such a dick move to be like, uh, uh, hold tight. Let me just go get a uh, character I play in the movie. Yes. I've got him. I've got no, it. I've got no, all no. the things from the movies. I keep them over here. Let me just go. Any other things that you love? I'm, it's just like so. But I, I can see that you add. I, I like the character so much too, and this is one of my um, uh, prized possessions. That's who we're trying to be. So we're cool. still. I tell me if you relate. I'm still trying to be little Pete with his socks pulled over, trying to be white cape. I'm a I'm a real fan, but trying to be some sort of superhero. Yeah, claiming. I'm trying to have that energy in the work I do to this day. That, uh, that wait, let, let's. Uh, we have Matt waiting. That. So Matt, I'm burn this it. so badly. That would, that's just. I just want to. Just want to throw it. Just sorry. Okay, what we're we I don't do it, but I, my mind wants to try to do it just to make you laugh. That's how far I will go. <laughs> let's let's take a, a musical break just because I know Matt's been waiting. Uh, we are so excited that he is going to premiere for the first time. And then we're going to come back with Jason and Matt. Um, Two songs. I believe they're from his new album, Serpentine Prison. But these are recorded for this show uh, with special guests. And we're going to watch those now. Jason, I I understand you're a national fan as well. This is fun, right? I sure know. This is really exciting. I'm, I'm very excited. Without further ado, for all the weirdos here and everybody listening, here's uh, Matt Berninger and Serpentine Prison. This is called Let It Be. Uh, It is not the Beatles song. I wrote this with my friend Michael Brewer from Ohio, um, from my first band, doing it today with uh, Sean O'Brien and Booker T. Jones. Let it be. 
Some things I cannot hide, no matter how hard I try. Some things I can't even see. You say to me, "Let it go, hey, lighten up a little." Take a joke. Sometimes I can't let it be. Sometimes I think that I'm my own worst enemy. Tell me the truth. What you say won't bother me. Either way, just tell me what you say about me. Don't wanna know. It doesn't matter now. Leave it alone. Try to forget about it. Sometimes I can't let it be. Sometimes I. Think that I'm my own worst enemy. Sometimes I can't let it one day. You have to let me take you back to the place you met me. Three Jackson. Gingers later, we waited for the sun to rise. Five o'clock in the morning, sixteen billion feet above the ground. Sometimes I think that I. My own worst enemy. Sometimes I can't let it. Sometimes I can't take it. Told me you never break it. Sometimes I can't take it. Sometimes I can't let it be. This is Distant Axis. I wrote this with uh, Walter Martin um, and Booker T. Jones and Sean and I are doing it on acoustic for you, Pete. Uh, enjoy. Came back to me around a distant axis. I didn't even hear the door. 
I was looking up at the levels in between us as I was sinking through the floor. If only you, if only you would come around the distant axis, I would do whatever you wanted me to. If only you, if only you come around the distant axis, I feel like I'm as far as I can get from you. I'll have to wait and see. There's a pattern to the way the world is tearing up. I think it's happening to me. If only you, if only you would come around the distant axis. I would do whatever you wanted me to. If only you, if only you would come around the distant axis. I feel like I'm as far as I can get from you. I feel like I'm as far as I can get from you. I feel like I'm as far as I can get from you. Thanks, Pete. That was so cool, everybody in the chat. Welcome, Matt Berninger. Yeah. Val and I like to do the thing where you clap, but you're not making noise. <laughs> hard, but not making noise. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm glad I fixed my hair between those takes. <laughs> uh, Daddy, yeah. Thank you so much. That, Hi, Matt. Hi, Jason. Hi, Matt. How are you? Very good. Very good. I enjoyed your guys' uh, ghost stories. And, oh. Uh, yeah, when the thing about positivity, like overriding negativity, was yeah. just pouring on that was good i gotta do that um, i appreciate it yeah i'm just quoting like i'm just like <laughs> paraphrase i'm not even i'm just like paraphrasing something that i've not yeah i'm saying it as like a you guys should uh try this out yeah I, i'm not can't do i can't do it i don't know yeah <laughs> let me know if it works yeah that's right yeah. report maddie have you ever seen a ghost i've never asked you no, um, no, I, I, you know, I, I, I love the idea. I, I really, I, I, I'm open. Like I, I do, I do, uh, I believe, I think we've talked about this, Pete. I, I believe in, in, in the belief of it, meaning, um, meaning if you, if certain things like that, that are 
that are, you know, whatever supernatural or, or beyond our realm of understanding or whatever, or, or, you know, haven't been proven or something like that. I think some of those things, they, they still add just the belief in them as a, as a, as a necessary real thing in, in your, your, in your life or something. So yeah. I, I do, I, it's hard to, you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, I, I know exactly what you're saying. They say it's from a very materialist standpoint that one of the benefits of art and I would add ghost stories or aliens or whatever it is. The reason we have art and it's a real need is to have a reason to exist as a species. Mm-hmm. So we want to reproduce, but then for the ones of us that are already here, we want to create meaning and we want to create mystery because the species itself has this like internally installed drive to be. So almost mm-hmm. like a plant like a strawberry has certain mechanisms that keep it going. Creating mystery or creating music is like fundamental to the species because otherwise we'd be like, well, what are we doing here? We're born and I'll just jump off a cliff. But they go, oh, wait, have you heard uh, Serpentine Prison or have you seen the new Wes Anderson movie or whatever it is? It keeps us around. I know that's sort of a cold way of putting it, but I've, I've no, heard- I, mean, I mean that there's, that there's still more, that there's something, there's a, uh... Regardless of like how what you know where you are, there's there is a positive thing. I mean, ghosts or whatever. You like there, there there is something other than just this this ticking clock and this momentary um, you know sort of uh, consciousness. And uh, you know, I, I think like yeah, I think that stuff, um, art and and uh, things that make people happy things that make pe- people feel more connected to each other or just laugh or whatever uh even goodfellas you know it's like sure. why, why would a movie so violent make you uh make you why would you want to watch that but uh, it's it's i think it's because it's honestly addressing our all of our things and it just makes us feel like oh we're getting somewhere you know we're, yeah. we're by 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 writing songs or by making you know uh uh movies with puppets that you know and and it's it's we're 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 moving inching forward we're you know making a scratch on the universe that is a positive thing you know yeah you're working it out i remember in garden state natalie portman's character says to him like she goes just do something that's never been done and i'm always like everything hasn't been done you know what i mean like refusing to engage in that experiment would be a way to engage in that experiment so like anything is everything. And then if it's beautiful, we're just sort of blown away by that. Hmm. We were talking a little bit about nerves. Were you nervous making those videos at all? I, I, I can't get a sense yeah. of how oh, yeah. that felt. Well, we were, I, um, yeah, we, we did it really just a couple of days ago and, and I hadn't seen Booker in, in, a, in a little while. And he were, we're, we've been working on, on stuff for a long time, but kind of remotely. And it was the first time I'd seen him, you know, since COVID and, and everything. And it was just so, so uh, he, he, yeah, so I was really just so happy to be in a room with him again. And um, he's, he's somebody who, uh, and, and Sean O'Brien, both those men are, are um, that, I, you know, I, I, are two the, the, the most positive and just, uh, uh, so there's something about their, their presence and their, and their, and their, their, their hearts and everything. And they're just, I, every, every time I'm with them. So I, um, I learned a lot from them, but yeah, I was just, I was really just happy to be with, with Booker again. Um, and he's, uh, doing so great and everybody's doing so great. So I was just, I was really excited, but, um, um, and yeah, I was just really glad, to, glad to be able to do those like in a really stripped back way and stuff. It was, uh, so, yeah. 
It was so special to me. Thank you for doing it. And a two camera shoot, no less. I kind of um, wear the same shirt. I didn't know if we were going to pretend I was like, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, please don't feel uh, pressure because we can just open it up to the chat and get questions from everybody. But does, Jay and Maddie, do you have anything you want to talk about? Uh, I'm not just tagging this on. We're huge fans of Coconut Records and you as a musician. And mm-hmm. I was just going to ask, like, what it was like to like to be in a room again with a person I hadn't thought about. Uh, just like the like music filling up a space, you know, like in a room with someone. Like you forget, like hearing someone playing a piano or two people piano and a guitar. Just it's like I haven't mm-hmm. heard someone. I haven't been in a room with someone playing music. I realize now, like in, in the room live, and last yeah. time you played the piano, a ghost told you to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I was like, you know, when you just said that, I just was thinking about how powerful that must have been. Just yeah, was it special? I mean, that's something we haven't been able to experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been, I mean, I've been doing a few little, you know, performance things and people with masks on and stuff, and it's, it is, uh, it's been a really strange, strange thing not to be able to, to uh, just everybody lose. Like when you're in a studio working on songs and like everybody's uh, music, just you're just bumping into each other, and it's, it's just this a real swim of 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 uh, of of activity and, and, you know, rubbing shoulders and just like, and thinking and getting close and stuff. So, so much recording uh, over this and, and, and getting in a room, uh, we've all made it, I know, you know, I've been making it work, but it is, um, it's, it's, it is just such a, such a strange, uh, uh, you know, I mean, like something you're supposed to, you so used to doing one way, you try to do it again in this thing. It's, you really have to adjust. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, people have been making films and everything, and and all the the the, the, the different protocol, and so fighting through that, um, and and still making, trying to make, you know, get in the room and make art together and make music together, and and has been really one of the things that I've that's really made it made made it uh, bearable. You know, yeah. um, if I wasn't doing any of it, I just I wouldn't, yeah, I'd feel really really starved and and kind of. It's a real human need. That's what I was thinking. It, 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 Jason, with you acting and music and Maddie with you and music and even what we're doing now, I hope, and it's nice to check in here and just go like, what I'm hoping for is emerging. Human beings want to merge, lose themselves in a collective. And that's what music, that the sound of music is the sound of that happening, but it's also happening now. And it can happen, as you were saying earlier, Jason, in a good scene. It's like you like collaborating not just with the actors, but the director and the lighting people and the props people. Human beings want to cooperate. It's mm-hmm. so funny. Obviously, we see so much discord, but yeah. really the thing that lights everybody up the most is cooperation and agreement, especially if it's spontaneous, watching the two guitar players watching each other for the camera. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like we're back at Largo, like sitting in the wings watching mm-hmm. you play. I was like, and I haven't felt that kind of alive. That, yeah. I've been feeling alive, don't get me wrong, but that kind of magic. Yeah. But it yeah. means so much more than what it is. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Anything, uh-huh. um, yeah, go ahead. Or, or Matt, for Jason, anything you guys want to talk about? I'll just... No, I just want to say I'm a big fan of your music. And I uh, I can't tell you how many, yeah, just a big, uh, big fan. Yeah. And, uh, I'm really excited to 
be on this uh, in this situation. I'm gonna do like I, I have like a. Th- I'm gonna try to. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I cut it off right yeah. there. <laughs> you know, I just. I, I'll just start to. I'll, I'll just start asking. It's just sort of, it'll. It's just, it'll become like uh, the that Chris Farley Saturday Night Live. <laughs> that so fast, you know. Like, remember when you sang that? Like, I'll start to do that. That is such a great. I do wanted to ask you about something though, because I, I mentioned this to Pete. I was excited that you were doing this and and to be able to talk to you because um, my brother made a documentary called Mistaken for Strangers, and and I, and, and he was. He, he he was he did what I did a couple of film festivals, but one was in Rome, and he was in an airport, and and he saw you, I guess, waiting for luggage. And we were and, and he and he was, you know, we're both huge fans, and and uh, and he and he was and and when he told me the story, and uh, he was he was so nervous, he wanted to go over to and say hello to you and introduce himself to you and stuff, and he was trying to he was waiting for his luggage and and, and trying to work up the nerve, and then I think you tapped him on the shoulder and turned around and you just said, Hey, I'm Jason, I'm a big fan of you, Tom, of your movie. Tom. Oh. And, and, um, yeah, my brother, I think that's like one of those little moments that you just, you just tuck into your soul and just carry it. Like oh. a, everywhere it goes. He loves it. It was just such a good, Oh, that, oh, yeah. I, that's, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, well, I, 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 that movie, uh, I love that movie. And every time I, I, I've watched it many times and I always have a different feeling from it and a, and a different experience. And, uh, and I also, you know, I have brothers and I, and just, it's all, you know, fan, it's all just so swirly mm. and, 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 um, but I just, I thought that, uh, yeah, I just like, what a victory. And then I, I just was such a fan of it and thought, man, it's so mainly made it and did, did this and he's and then i saw him there and i was like god if i don't say something i'm gonna feel like i will I, when else am i gonna you know i can't tell him so i just wanted i didn't want to you know bother him but i just yeah i'm such a fan i just was like hey dude that movie has a lot of times you know and uh um but i yeah i don't know if i scared him i don't know like i was, no, he was but he's just, he's so wonderful too uh, in the movie and just there's so much about it that is just great and uh i was just like uh i was yeah just he just seemed like such a, a nice person and um i just love the i love the movie you Thanks. know yeah i um, so i'm so I'm at, he lives, this is, I'm in the garage be, behind where he lives. I live a block away. We, we've, we've, oh, we've, wow. yeah, we, we, we're still very much uh, connected. We keep, uh, we're doing all kinds of stuff together. And he's been, in fact, he shot those videos. Uh, he and his roommate oh, wow. shot the videos. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so Tom, Tom is my, um, you know, my partner in, in, in all this art stuff, um, just like yeah. the same the wife is and everything. And so, well, yeah. Corinne is, I, I, every time this movie comes up, I always want to be like, Corinne it killed that movie. Oh. I just feel her presence all over that thing. And yeah. Tom is one of the funniest and funnest hangs. The times that me, Val, and you, Tom, and Corinne have hung out, he's he's funny exactly how you think he's going to be funny based on that movie. <laughs> Which, is, I know he's not acting, but it's like, that's he, he no. was vulnerable enough to be himself mm. in front of a camera. Right. He wasn't pretending to be a guy in a movie. Yeah. He was being Tom, yeah. and that's a real skill. That's like a, a rare skill. 
Well, he's, I remember the, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you please, please. No, no. <laughs> well, he's not. I mean, he's he he does he does acting. He's been doing a few things, and and um and uh and both of us, you know, have, like there there were there were he he has a, he has a really hard time not just sort of exu- being exuding Tomness. You know, there's just something, and I think that's I, I think that's what, what you know he's like great actors that you just kind of just work to figure out how to be yourself mm. in whatever that situation is. And and I mean, not everybody works that way, but I think all my favorite actors are sort of like, you know, you, they're just, they're just, they're this, they, the, the, the real them is, is um, just always, always present. And, and, and um, with Tom, that's, that's, that's always the case. I never, Tom's never not genuine. I mean, he's sometimes a pain in the ass and, and, you know, full of shit, but, but sort of in a very genuine yeah, you know it's hard. To, yeah, he he's not a. Yeah, I love that, Jason. Sorry, I hope this doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. But the short that you did for Darjeeling, do you remember? It's you and Natalie Portman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That specifically is such a quiet piece that you did. And for me, the acting that I've done, the hardest acting Val knows this is when I just had to walk down the street, like just something where it's like so much of that short you did was like get out of bed and go and get some food. And I feel like you really did what we're talking about, which is you tell me if this was your experience, but you somehow managed to forget that the cameras were there. You just started feeling, this is very difficult, like a guy who'd been living in a hotel for a long time. Was that, was that hard to do? Uh, Yeah. I mean, well, First of all, I will say just like to what Matt was saying is about actors too. It's funny because that is my same, I have the same thing where like, I mean, I don't, and I like really, I'm just like, I'm up for whatever and I don't judge anyone. Like I just like, like everyone, but uh, with, you know, their own opinions, but it is funny. Like I prefer like with actors and, you know, people say, oh, like the person disappeared into the, and I understand that as like an incredible feat, but I also, it's like with bands, like, you know, there's like bands that just, they change every album. You're like, Whoa, it's like a whole, and then, but then there's also this focusing of the, like this thing that just like, and that is like kind of what I'm more interested in. Like, that's why there's just actor. Like I like, I want to see that actors, the blending of like who they're, are with that character like i yeah. like i like and same with bands like i like i want the thing that they do or that they are yeah uh, i don't know i just like that's what i love but uh i'm, I'm yeah. totally with you i i'm doing something where i'm playing a real guy right now i we just started working on it and people are like are you going to try and do an impression of the guy and because i'm a fan oh. of what you're saying i was like yeah. Well, I'm going to i'm going to be me but i'll kind of be the guy it's not out, out of disrespect for the guy yeah. But I was like, this is happening regardless. I'm not good enough to completely vanish into this. Is anyway. the person alive? Yeah, the person's alive. Yeah. Have you met the person? No, we really just started. I assume I will meet them at some point. But at least he'll know I'm not trying to do an impression of him. It would be right. more awkward if he was like, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that I always love the movie. That's why I was at the, the movie Amadeus. Um, because it's like, no one's doing accents. They're just like pink. They're just like the spirit of it is the, you mm-hmm. know, like it's not, I just thought that was like, so I agree. liberating and felt real. Like that was, I remember seeing that in just, uh, you know, when I was, when it came out and um, 
I remember it was the first time that history or anything felt real or that, Oh, these people laughed. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, and that's, yeah, it's just like that thing. It's like, the I, I had a bit, I watched that movie and I was like, it's weird to think that that was the pop music of that time. That yeah. there was a time that someone, I know this is Beethoven, but someone who would go dun, 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 dun. And they'd go, this is my shit. Like right. they were so excited to hear Beethoven's fifth. Yeah. Like right. it wasn't, exclusive music it was music <laughs> like right. it's, it's what was happening at the time well i always think about well i don't always think about it but right now i'm thinking about it um and i have thought about it before just <laughs> back then how you you couldn't because there was no recorded music how different the you know the experience of music would be like you have to go see it or buy the music and read it and imagine it or play it in your home in some way. Like before you could bring the music home, it's interesting. Yeah. You'd hear it and you'd just think about it later. Yeah. Like just like the fact that, yeah, could you, I mean, you'd go see what you're talking about, like, dun, 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 and you're like, whoa. And then I'm just imagining like you go home and you're like, how did that thing go again? <laughs> and, uh, it was so like, bah, 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 bah. And did people did like <laughs> is he playing tomorrow night? No, that was it. That was it for a while. He's working on another one. Like, I know, like, how would you like? How would you, become a, how would you become a fan musically of someone? And how could you express that then? Like, how could you? You know, like, but Maddie, are there national songs that people always get wrong? Like lyrics or things that they assume you're saying or or just get uh, yeah. Well, I I mean I'm trying. To, I don't think kind of the a specific example, but there's a, uh, almost, almost consistently every, you know, in, on the internet, the, the, the genius lyrics, there's very few that are, are right all the way through. Like yeah. almost, there's always something that's like, Oh no, that's not it. And, um, and in many cases I've forgotten, I have to kind of go back and listen to the recorded version and, and, uh, because, or even go find my notebook speak to, to remember what it was that I really was saying, because the, all the internet um, versions are wrong. So it's also like, you know, in, in, in a lot of cases I've started doing singing the wrong version um, <laughs> and it, it's kind of, it, it's, it, it, it works as well. And I, and I start to forget which, and it's, you know, it's not like main choruses, but there's little bits of lines that definitely uh, change over time because of uh, collective, Mis misreading, even for me, you know. I say this all the time, but when Ben Gibbard did this podcast, and you can maybe both speak to this, he said, "If a song is about something to you, that's what the song is about." And I really, it's almost like what you're saying. It's like if that's what the lyric is to you, all right, I guess that's what the lyric is. Language yeah. works that way. If we all start spelling the word through, t h r o u g h. T-H-R-U, that actually becomes the new spelling if we do it long enough. Right. That's how language works. And art, it sounds like, can be similar. Have you ever changed a lyric just for fun? Like you had an old song and you're like, you know what, I, I don't like it as much. I'm going to add a verse or I'm going to add a word. Um, alive and I mean, or like, 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 like after a while, like a song after changes. After it has been recorded, yeah. Um. um I mean, there, there, there are bits and pieces of, of stuff that's like just kind of nonsense, mumbly, screamy stuff, and and there's a uh, uh, that I will. Aaron will sing one, scream one thing. I'll scream another thing, and and, and it'll change a little bit, you know. Um, but uh, but I've 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 
I've started, I used to forget lyrics all the time, you know, just like, like yeah. in, in panic attacks and, and, and just song after song, just, uh, you know, uh, just get in this loop where, where you're like, you, I can't remember any verse that a song would start. And, um, and so, uh, once I got song where that, when that happened, you what? We were at a national show where you played something. I think it was from Alligator or something, but it was the best part of the show. I think we've talked about it because you were like, oh, man, I forgot that song. And I was like, that's the only thing we're going to remember from that specific yeah. show was right. this really funny moment where you were yeah. like, Fuck, we're not playing it. And you just. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, just yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there's 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 part of me that misses. I have a lyric monitor now that just said, like, it's, it's not something I read, but it's there in case in case I fall off the bike. I can like. Like, like, oh yeah, there's that. That's the next verse coming up. We just we have you know a hundred or so. There's a lot of songs with a lot of words. That's uh, yeah. The fact that yeah, you don't- and, I, and I've got a bad. My, my brain is is you know deteriorating. I just always I've always had a bad memory. I've never been able to like remember lyrics very well, and that's that's part of it. That's always been been one of the hardest uh, parts of the experience is is just the fear of forgetting. Um, you know, and, and, and just under the circumstances, the anxiety and, and, and the pressure, you just, it's just like your brain short circuits and mine, mine does that all the time. And, and, and I have one of those, that's why, uh, acting and, and I've done a couple of things where I had to, you know, memorize a script and, uh, and, uh, really, really hard for me, really, really hard. Yeah. There's, there's just something about my, and I don't know if it's about my brain or I just haven't trained it. I just, I haven't done the, the exercising to, 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 to memorize, but, um, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a struggle. So when I did get the lyric monitor after a while, it was an incredibly liberating thing. And I think I, I was able to start to like actually enjoy the songs and, and, mm. and when I was singing them and, and I, I just knowing that, that, uh, that, that if I forgot a lyric, I could, it, I could pick it up and grab it there. I could figure it out. <laughs> I, could, I wouldn't be like, just, you know, lost. And yeah. there were times where I'd figure forget the first line. And once you, you know, once that happens, you're just like, it's a spiral and you can't get out of that anxiety yeah. loop of worrying that you're going to forget the next one. And then you do. And yeah. it happened. Um, and, it wasn't it wasn't fun but i do i do know this often people talk about those moments and and how those are the best parts of seeing bands live is is when it when they kind of fall apart you know i mean same thing with with comedy or anything it's 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 when somebody falls apart then recovers you know and um but it's it's a it's not fun to to to, uh to uh go there and, and to, and to like lose, just lose the, the you know, your, the, the rope or something, fall off, fall off the rope. Yeah. And so many people. And so with the lyric monitor has allowed me just to, re- to enjoy the shows and, and being up there for two hours and singing, performing. Cause it's, I get even enjoy my own writing, you know, I'm like, there it all is, you know, it's like, yeah. there's, you know, it's, I, and, and I get to roam around and, and I open, I open my eyes more and look at people in the eyes and interact with the crowd more because I'm not just like, all right, don't, don't, don't forget the next lyric, you know? So. Do you, do you have a sense of like when, uh, when like if there's a time that you're going to feel like, will you say, I don't tonight, I don't feel right about this show. I know I'm going to feel like tonight I'm going to like, or uh, do you, is there usually like a, some kind of a precursor or a feeling that gets in your head or is it literally happen like you're having the best everything's told and then forget like or you know what i mean like i'm just always like what they what do they call it's called the yips is that what it's called in baseball the yips 
The yips. And I think I've heard that. Yeah, you got the yips. Uh, yeah, yeah, where like the ball just rolls under your glove and you like, you know, you've made that. Yeah. You've Everything that, that can go wrong. Just, and yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it, it's, I do, there are times where you like, you have a, a show coming up. And I mean, this is a lot where you just, you just feel like this is, you're just, this is not going to be, um, this is not going to work tonight, you know, and it's not, it's, it's, it's all mental and you're just like, you can't get there, but you go do it anyway. Um, and sometimes you, you can say, oh, shake it off and, and, and get into that place. But sometimes you, you just can't and you have to, uh, and I've had to, you know, you know, it's, it's sort of just like, uh, going, going to church when you're nauseous or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just like you can't, like it just never goes. It's just it's that's a terrible example, but but it you have to I keep. Love that. I like you, you, you can't leave. You got to do it, and and um, and but then you often find out just people that like like that was a show that was a really really connected, powerful show. When when you're just when you're fighting for it, when you're like struggling, when you're when you're when you're when you feel disconnected, is as oftentimes when people are like something's going on and, and they're, they're, they're really there tonight. You know, when, when you and your head are like, I'm, I'm lost. Um, and uh, other times you just, you're, you're just feeling it. You're loving a show and you're like, you know, just, you're just, you think that you're, you're just, you know, great up there. And, and that's not always, there's something that I often, those aren't always the shows that get the most, um, whatever, uh, attention or something, or, or it's, it's, it's the ones that are always just, just on the edge of being, collapsing and um yeah that's like the that's the whole what that's what you always say the ones that you're not sure about and then oh yeah like turn it around it's not the a great stand-up set is never just a home run derby where you go out and it's a warm room and everybody loves it and so it's always when i'm going on ninth on a show that should have ended five comedians ago and the crowd's turned and they're hostile. And then you go up and, and you're, it's like we're saying with ghost stories or mm-hmm. thinking about death or whatever it might be. You're so in the moment and you're forced to turn the room. And that's, it's also the same thing. David Mamet says that's what a good baseball game is. You want the home team to be up then you want them to be down. Then you want them to be up again. Then you want them to be really down. And then you want them to be up. It, that's just one of the secrets of life is you don't want a straight line. You think you do. And mm-hmm. a lot of people listening Myself included, a long time ago, just think you just want up, but really you want you want this. This is life, and you want it that way. Believe it or not. Also, Conan, I've heard Conan O'Brien say that he'll have like really bad shows and come home and tell his wife, "I'm I'm done. I'm not doing. I'm not putting myself through this anymore." Uh, and has done this for you know almost thirty years now. Just bad shows where he wants to quit, and then and she she's like, it'll just take one good show to remind you that you're addicted to this and you can't stop, and it'll just make up for all of that. Have you have either of you had moments like that where you're like, this is too hard. I'm not going to put myself through this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but um, I was uh, I was going to say, have you seen the um, Patty Smith? were accepted the Nobel Prize on Bob Dylan's behalf, the video of that. No. You should watch it and you can read like you could read the interview, but she's sings um oh gosh, just now I'm forgetting what's on. But uh and uh, she's singing it and it's in front of you Nobel you know and it's the moment. 
and he's not there. She, uh, he's chosen her, I suppose, to represent him. And but uh, she's singing, and she just like blanks out on a word like a minute in or something. And then she keeps going, and then she says, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I have to stop. Can we please start over? I'm sorry to do this, but." And they start the song over. And she does it again. Maybe she messed up one more time, but it became like this. Uh, she really was a kind, but it was so interesting because, like, uh, she in this interview that I read, she said, "Like, it's a song. Like, I like learned that song when I was a hard rain's gonna fall. Maybe, yeah. I I sing this count. song all the time. I sing it every day. Like, it's like not an issue to. It's it's a yeah, it's burned into my brain. This song, but just." this one moment happened. It's just, and then it was a decision to like, like yank it and start over. It's so interesting. Like, um, cause you can, you know, some people are like, just go, no one noticed, but then, mm-hmm. which I do think is true, but it was interesting watching this where she just like, you see her make the decision. Like, no, I think mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to start. This. And she says, please, I'm sorry. Forgive me. We're going to start again. And, um, it's really, uh, it was a right. pretty wild yeah. moment. I love Ooh. that. We've had to, yeah. We we do that. The, the band hates it when I when I lose lose the thread so much that um, they rather just like, keep going. Who cares? And but there, there are a few times I I've 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 wanted to start a song over and and um and it's just like it's it's I've done it and then then messed it up over and over you know and then keep just like when you get in that loop. But it's all of that. All of that is like. It's the it's why people you know it's it's why you go see this stuff and it's why I would go like going to see rock shows live is, is or like a boxing match or a baseball game it's it's uh, you don't it's 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 not about like hearing this great performance it's about like can they can they pull off you know you, you listen you, you like songs you fall in love with songs you listen to them over get over you know at home and you get really into it but then you like to see it live or like is it gonna have the magic. Yeah, and if it's so good and they just nail it just like the record you're kind of like it's it, it, sometimes that that's not the magic you're looking for it's like because you you want to believe that they're all really there and they're really you know you, the, the, they're working out a a genuine passion for 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 the ideas and the thing that they're doing and when they mess it up uh and 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 struggle with it you realize how important it is to them but like just like with patty smith it's yeah. like, like so Bob Dylan was so important and all that was so important that she, it was, it makes everyone feel, feel, feel like uh, that their love for it is also justified, you know, as yeah. it's, we, There's we this, I had a dark, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I, I was going to say, we, we call it on the show alpha beta. It's, it's being in a confident and strong position, but being vulnerable. And that's what acting can be. And that's what music can be. And that's certainly what I like about my own standup is if I'm editing a special, we leave in, the little moments because it's, it's meaningful. I think to our psyche to go, this person's in charge. They're under lights. They have a loud voice. Everyone's looking at them and they left in the part and that in your music, Maddie, I know vulnerability was a huge part of what broke the national. And I feel that in all of your performances is like, let's leave in the imperfections because I think that's what we subconsciously show up for. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say? Oh, uh, I blew it. No, you didn't. Uh, it wasn't really coming good anyway. But it was, no, it's uh, fudge. Oh, man. Oh, I was going to say, I just had remember like seeing a band 
once and like they were like a, a big band and like in the show it was weird because it's like what it was like a reverse of this it was like a reverse but the same thing kind of where in the show there was a technical issue and stuff like and it was just really fun and exciting <clears throat> and i talked to a friend of mine later who saw the same music they did the same thing hmm. when i saw it. like it was a like a planned uh, thing. Wow. it was so weird like i felt really messed with them that because it was like going the other way it wasn't like trying to get like recreating something perfect it was like recreating an error on purpose like every to the t like it was rehearsed what wow. the whole thing was like then the other guy's like i'll do it like and i was like oh man that's really a drag because i bought it too you know i was i bought it hook light and it's sinker but yeah yeah it feels like a betrayal there's some- yeah but <laughs> i was like whatever i saw i still was like ah, i get it whatever <laughs> They gotta do. They gotta do something. What are they? You know, what are they gonna do? What are these guys? Gonna do? Uh, you know, Jason, do you have a favorite national song? This is gonna be hard if you if you blank. I love. Well, I I love so many. I was gonna say that. Well, I know it's a somewhat more recent, but I I um I should live in salt is something that I really uh, I wanted to add because I remember after I heard that like trying to understand that looking up that phrase and the timing of that song, there's something that like it's in an odd time, right? Or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, there's it's, something it's, about that song uh, that is just so uh, powerful to me. Um, and I don't know, but I mean, like I can't, I mean, like, I mean, I could, if you'd like, I could just go a little bit crazy. There's a lot of these lyrics, like when, like I remember having my daughter and uh, she was a baby at the time. But anyway, I was like, I would go on these walks with her and just listen that she's 10 now. So, and just like feeling kind of what you're, I was, I was really just like, I listened to how all these songs are so focused and they're so catchy and they're so like how come no one else writes like why why can't everyone write words like this like every lyric i'm just like pausing it and thinking about because it's really and that's what it's to me it's all about it's just like i love the a song like for some bands it's like three minutes long and it's like a song you're talking about a line but like when i listen to 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 your songs I get like this thing where I go like fuck. It's like a movie. It's more. It's like three. It's more three dimensional to me. It's like water. Don't you feel like yeah. you're underwater? Yeah, I realize it's interesting. Yeah, right. and um and and also the like the space between like quiet and pretty and like coming apart. I love too. Mm-hmm. It's a great balance. Like you know what I mean. Like it's all there's a like a smoothness and it's just like but then it can just kind of go off and i just i love it and um a great example of that is uh about today i love how quiet and small it is and at the end it's almost like i don't find it unpleasant but it's a lot of sound and it's like oh yeah, yeah. both that's that's like life that's like my life yeah it can seem just, so quiet it's the noise the noise it gets noisy it's it's it builds it it's like this it starts to get uh not uncomfortable it's like but it starts to get like it's going to take up where are we going now you know what i mean i love that kind of um 
thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get too dorky about it, but um, no, no. I should live in soft, for instance. Like, that's one where I'm just like, I don't need, I don't, is that like a phrase? Is that a, uh, like, it's, a lot of those things? I mean, I remember the, um, that's a good example, but it, it's a lot of lyrics when I'm, when I'm writing lyrics and writing, and, and it's the same thing with the music. It's like, with our band, um, and, and it's anytime you get a, any musicians together, it's, 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 um, it's always a strange, weird, uh, uh, almost, it almost doesn't work. A lot of times it does it. And it's, um, I really do think with the national, the fact that I can't play any instruments, but those guys are, are and all, all, you know, the Devendorf brothers and the Desner brothers are very different types of musicians. And it's when that all comes together, it all really kind of rubs against each other a lot. Of the right. And, um, Right. And so it's the it's it's the places where where we where we uh, you know it's the rubbing against each other and then all of a sudden it kind of works together and, and it just it, I don't think anybody in the national totally ha- can figure out the formula of that of our band our own band and and um, when we think we do have like figured out like let's do that and, and whether and even with me with writing lyrics it's so hard to uh, write lyrics that I'm like well I I believe it and and I feel it. It doesn't mean it, like I should live in salt. Is it's the? It wasn't like oh, that's how it feels. It was like I, I was just trying to trying to write, um, and it, it comes. It, it'll it'll sort of come to you, and like 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 that feels right. That that, that just yeah, feels right. like feeling, and because the feeling is you know I, I think that a lot of the song I was not songs aren't aren't about one thing but I remember that I, I was thinking a lot about my brother at the time and and I don't, and that song is if I think of one song that's about my brother or really it's that one um and uh I I, I, I try to figure out what is what that weird combination of of guilt and 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 you know you know self with the anxiety of that you have, have a family member and, and having to feel responsible for them, but also them, you know, it, it, it's, I don't know. You have to, you have to come up with a new, a new phrase yeah. to describe things sometimes. Um, and it's oh, yeah. and it becomes, like I should live in salt. Um, I don't know. It, it, it just, it feels it's the only way I can describe my relationship. I use it as if it's a phrase now uh, in my life. Like I was like, well, yeah. I should live in salt for that. Like for that. <laughs> I'm like, when I heard the song, I was like, Oh, what a phrase! And then I have like looking it up, and I'm just like, I don't see a thing. And then, I was, well, maybe I don't have the right dictionary. I don't know, like that, you know. Um, but um, it becomes. It reminds me. I, I I read this interview with Jim Jarmusch one time that was really, I thought, uh, pretty great. Where he says something like, um, "I want to make a movie about something that I don't know anything about, so that I'm figuring it out." And then I'm learning, like, why would I make a movie about something I already know what it is? And like, um, and it just makes me think of your of that line, like, I don't know what this is a new line. I mean, this is what is this? Like, it's, but it's like that's what you yeah. you know. It's like finding that thing, like, uh, and that's the faith. That's the faith in that and all the wonderful stuff. Is like, whoa, I don't, you know, you surprise yourself. Mm. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's so funny. Cool. Writing lyrics is is is. Uh, I, I, it's very hard uh, for me to, to write lyrics that I that I like, and it and it takes forever. And, and having a my wife, who's a, who's a brilliant, uh, she's just like you know, poet, and just she's really good at like she's really really good, too good. Like when she hears a song or something, she's like she's like 
it's it, no, it's a good song, and, and and everything you're trying to communicate is all communicating. But it's 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 just you just wrote a song. You just wrote it like you just wrote a a it's it's a it's a kind of a hallmark thing, and it's, and it's not. I don't believe you because because I. I understand everything you're saying and it's kind of other, it's other ways that you've heard, you've heard right. that thing described that way a million times. So it can't be you because, right. because I've heard that before or, or some version of that. And it's, it's, it's almost like you you don't quite believe a song is real unless, unless there's, you've, you've never, it's never been, there's no other version of any other song puts it quite like that, you know? And, right. um, that, that's why it's like writers, I mean, Patty Smith and Bob Dylan and stuff like that. It's, I don't think they quite always are like, oh, I got it just right. They're just like, I don't know. It's just, it's a fuzzy feeling and it's a bunch of words that kind of approximate yeah. that, that thing I have in my gut, that, that anxiety or that thrill or that love or that, you know, it, and it's, I don't, I can't describe it, but that, 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 dust bunny of words, you know, yeah. in Mexican music is, is, as close to it, as close to that feeling as I, I think I'll, I can get, and that's that's when I know I'm like, okay, that's you gotta, that's a, there's a there's a good song there because it's like it's, yeah. it's just you know hard you to the bunny. <laughs> also, you're such a your uh, melodies are so amazing, but you're also so a great rhythm. Like the rhythms of the melodies are really catchy. Like they sound like drum, like they could be like, you know, you could like play them. And I, I'm like, oh, it's so that's it's so it's like another drumming hook. It's like as well, and uh, that's to me like my I live for those kinds of things. We just like, you know, you just hear this is the perfect combination of the words and the thing, and like that, oh, just that that thing that with the rhythm. Like I, I don't know, just like that's the best. You know, that's the that's the coolest thing. I'm I know very, very unstudied, so all the time it, it, I'm always just like, how am I gonna? It's like how am I going to sing to this? How am I going to get into it? And, and um, the more I've, the more I've, I've, I've performed the more I've like, like things I've learned all these different ways. Um, and, and sort of like with Booker T Jones, um, kind of working with more with somebody who's really helped me like more classic songwriting and more. Um, and so you go in, you try, you go these things, you learn certain things. And then, and then I find myself like, Oh, now I'm, now I've got, a, I've got a, I've got to lose that now. You know, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to learn how to do this. And I have to go back to the part where, where you're like, you're kind of falling off into, into the water. You're not sure how deep it is. And, and uh, it's a combination of like some, some of it's craft, but, but, um, and I've gotten, I've become a better singer and some of the craft has gotten, um, his, his, his mate made our band better, but then, but then, sometimes we find ourselves getting, getting kind of really good at it. Something's in our wheelhouse. And then it's just, we, we listen back and there's no, there's no elbows. There's no, right. you know, it's, it's, it, it, it all, it's, it works too good. It's like, it's, I don't, I don't buy it, you know? Mm. I love that. I love all of that. I, I just wanted to say to go back to, I should live in salt um, because we were talking about getting lyrics wrong. I did think for a long time that the lyrics were, I should kill myself for leaving Indiana. <laughs> and, I sang, and I sang that. I was like, Pete caught me singing that. And he's like, that's not it at all. And then I had the same question, Jason. I was like, is live in salt a saying? But like, I'm yeah. so glad that you, you took us there because it seems like what you're describing is, is just like 
not only pure creativity on your end, but it's it's kind of asking the listener to also get into that pure creative space and like quiet the thinking mind because I to can co-create. Yeah. To co-create because you are, you know, I think it's common to listen to songs and lyrics and really like be thinking about what, what does that mean? What could that, what could be the experience here? And that's just not, you can consume art that way, but it's not the most delicious way to consume it. If you are quieting the thinking mind and just allowing it to like speak to that part of you, that um, was like from whence it came, like it came out of a special part of you and it's speaking directly to that special part in each of us. It's, it's so cool. I'm so glad you explained that in such detail. Yeah, so good. It's, I also feel like lyrics, like um, uh, I, I don't even um, uh, need the, like some of my favorite, like what was I going to say really? Um, like, uh, I almost like, it's just the sounds of words, I think, like, is just beautiful. And that's its own beautiful thing. Like, I don't even need them to make sense words in general. I'm just, just yeah. the fact that the person was like, this blends to this, to that you can see their brain. It's, and I think that, I mean, I know it's not for everyone, but I just think like, oh, those words together, yeah. the sound, I don't care what I mean. I just love the, this shape of all of these sounds together and it's just like wonderful and i'm happy you know what i mean i don't really need so much i can because when I, a lot of times when i listen to songs like i almost just like each lyric is just its own sentence like i don't even need a complete song i just like i like it to be like you're walking on a street and you're like over here you know you're like walking on the street and someone's like i can't believe she said that like or whatever and just keep walking that's enough for me like you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We know exactly. I, I like that with songs where the, that, and I guess that's what I was saying about your music is that they are complete songs, but they also eat, there's an attention to de- each line kind of can stand on its own. Like, and um, that's really nice. Like each one can send you off into your own, like, Ooh, where's that? You know, it's its own little thing. And I, I, I love that. It's the fragments. It's like, it's, it's, your, it's the, it's when things are, are it's, for me, it takes a long time to get there because often you'll be writing a song and, and and you'll be writing lyrics and more lyrics to it, and you're kind of you're, you're coming back to that theme, and you're like lots of clever ways of hitting that same theme or something like that, and and then you feel like a song is like oh, it's like everybody knows exactly it's the songs get better, and it takes a little it takes time because you have to like go back and listen to it like over and over again and realize. Uh, like, oh no, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm treading water and I don't, you have to like, for to recognize, and that's what Corinne is really great. She's like, she's like, you're kind of, you're just, you're, you're not, you're not creating that magical fragmented collage, which is really the only way to get an actual oh. thing that, that, uh, that represents the way our brains work and the way our, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, oftentimes she says to me and, and I, it's like, the music, it's in a three minute space. There's, there's music around it that is in a key and there's, you know, it's like, that's the most collective uh, uh, information or the connective information you need. The rest of it can be, um, 
you know, should just go all over the place or go over where your brain is. And, and they should, they should have like a moment at a, at a, at a table next to a description of interstellar, you know, whatever next to, um, you know, a, a heartfelt, sincere, emotional phrase all together. Cause our brains just pop around to that all the time. Yeah. Wow. We're in the conversation and, and, uh, there's always like three levels of stuff going on in your head. You're listening, you're, you're, you know, you're hoping, you're hoping you, you look good and you're in a pocket. There's like all kinds of, there's some that are dog barking. There's a thing you have to do afterwards. All those things are always swimming around in your head. And so I found that like if songs aren't in some ways having 10 different sort of unconnected things swimming around in them, they feel like a, they feel just like a, like a, like a, they don't feel alive. They, they feel like they're kind yeah. of strong in a jar. They're not really. They're, they're not. They're not. This is what um, Alexander Shia said when we were talking about myth. And he said, I'll never forget. He goes, myths and metaphors are true because they truly reflect the way that energy moves in the world. So mm-hmm. what, what you're saying is you need a piece of art to truly reflect the way energy moves, including the way that our brains can be sort of discombobulated or strange, but it feels true to us in our hearts because we recognize that we are mysterious. We're wealthy. You know, it's funny though, on the flip side of that, like it's, as you're saying that I'm realizing though, like in like a country, like certain, I'm not like a know much about like, but like the little country music I know and and stuff that is more like a story, like, you know, it has like a, has like a, well, the first verse we met and the second verse and then I really, I'm, but I'm also really into that. And I just wonder if it's because it's a whole different kind of music or something like, because uh, like I picture like a band, I would like having a song like that and I'd be like, nah. but like for some reason when it's like a, if it's like a different zone or something, I, I'm like, I kind of like fascinated by that too. Like, and the mm-hmm. humor, I love all the phrases of like, she put the right, the wrong ring on the right finger, you know, that kind right. of country music. Like, awesome. it's, 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 I've been right. I mean, working with Booker and working with people like, like, you know, you're always, you're always are trying to, there's these classics, the, the song hello walls by Willie Nelson. Um, and, and, uh, and it's just the whole thing the whole he uses the house as a metaphor, the walls, the windows with the tear, with the pain of, a te- you know, and, and on the window pane and it's, it's, you know, pain and the teardrop and everything. Yeah. And, every part of the house is a uses as a metaphor for, for having been left by, by a woman and being in pain. And it's just so, it's one of those just perfect things. And yeah, there's, there's, those are, those are probably even harder to write than, than, than the things that I'm doing. Um, and I've tried and sometimes like, like, cause if you don't, if it feels like if, if somebody knows your next, the next yeah. line you're about to say, it always is a little bit of like, it takes the air out of it. Um, huh. But but yeah, I mean, um, uh, yeah, I love I love both. I, I love both. Yeah. Well, your brain is both. Sometimes you're linear. Sometimes you make sense. Sometimes you're mysterious. Sometimes you're messy. And we're looking like attracts like. You know, like knows like. Yeah. I read this interview with Randy Newman where he said like, oh, he was like talking about a song that he wrote, and he's like, I like the song, but it just always bugged me because you could just he like refers to a lyric where like the sentence before it is like. Like, 
goodbye or something. He's like, you could just, see, and then the next sentence, and somebody, somebody, something cry. And he goes, it just bugged me because you, you could just see cry coming from a mile away. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I thought that was so fun. like uh, I was yeah. like I was reading, going like, yeah, but still, it's fuck. You want that? I mean, it's coming from a mile away, and then it hits you. It's like a train coming from a mile. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, yeah it's, and. It, I like it. I mean, it's amazing. But it was just funny that even he's like, you could see cry coming from a mile away. And then I was thinking like, well, what else are you going to use? Right. Well, that's comedy too. Sometimes you want to give them what they're expecting. And sometimes you want to give them what yeah. they're not expecting because both can be pleasant. Jason, just in case we're running out of time, we're not going to not do this. We always, Maddie, you've done the podcast many times, but I've never asked Jason um, your thoughts. Were you raised religious at all? Do you have any framework for what we're doing in the universe what reality is uh we just like to say on the show what is this if you can get into that space of like right what the fuck is going on right now yeah i'm in it right now every day every day i'm in here you're in there uh-huh. we're in outer space yes are there any symbols any metaphors any stories any mantras any teachings that resonate with you when you're just trying to be a dog understanding the internet when we're human beings trying to understand Jeez. the nature of reality. Yeah. Um, well, so many, I mean, so many, but uh, uh, it's funny because having kids, you're like, when they ask you questions about all the stuff, you're really like, whoa, I don't have any, I got to get this together. I got to like, what, am, <laughs> what, what is the answer? Uh, but yeah, there's so many, but uh, I, um, I, you know, someone um, once was uh, talking about in the Sistine Chapel how there's <clears throat> God is reaching out and their fingers are like this. Yeah. How amazing it was that their fingers aren't touching um, and that that space between them is um, such a great. And that I I don't know why, but I I mean I've I actually saw that once when I was like nine that in the city, but and I don't even really know what it looks like now. Like I've seen it on a shirt, it was like pull my finger, or, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> but but there was something about that that someone like drawing attention, the idea of like that keeping that space that I think is pretty um, great. Um, and then. Oh, you're saying you don't know mind. The, yeah. Well, at one time I'll say my mom said something to me once that was really like that. I, but I, you know, I, I haven't really put it into action, but um, we were talking about like, just like why you like something or not. And, sh- and I was just like saying how something about like, you know, how I felt in high school, like being, I don't know, whatever it was like wanting me to be like, well, I'm going to, you know and she was saying like there's a like a she said like a a, a rocket it's like a, you a rocket takes off and you can be propelled by all this like fuel and and anger like all this stuff like i'm gonna fuck but at a certain point like there comes a moment when the spaceship drops those boosters and it's taken just by space and it's pulled upwards by that and so she's like there's a time in an artist's career when they're stop being trying to get where they're going from beneath them but they reach up for something above them wow and i thought it was pretty uh good and then i uh, i pretended not to hear i said what 
<laughs> but, uh, but I did. Uh, but uh, I always thought that was. I mean, that's it's a heavy thing. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, spaceship mm. and rocket. I mean, I'm a person. But um, mm. but I always thought that 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 idea is something that's that I try to think about sometimes. Like where that like weird balance of like pushing or being pulled. I don't know. Like that kind of thing. It's an interesting. I don't know. That's yeah. I guess. It also sounds like a human life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you, the early part of your life is all the thrusters and all the effort. Yeah. And as we, get say, older, we learn to surrender and you're, and you're pulled by something else. I'll just say my only, my main thing is music. Like I love how like you, like I remember last year I um, discovered the music of this artist named Anthony Moore and I was listening to some of these songs and I was like smiling. So I was like, I cannot believe I have never heard like the fact that there's just treasures buried all over the mm-hmm. world. It's the best thing. Like, and when I hear music, especially it was like, Oh, thank you. Like I get so pumped about like, that's my favorite. Like that's when I feel the most like excited about like life or anything is like when I hear a great song, or, like see scene movie and they just like, or a scent, you know, it's just like someone does something and you're like, mm, that's just, you, you believe in everything. Yeah. Yes. I love that. experience that as a writer, Jay? Because I, I know a lot of people who might not be spiritual, but when they're writing, you can get into a creative flow. Yeah. Where you really feel like you're, you are being pulled up by the gravity as opposed to uh-huh. forcing it onto the page. Is that yeah. a good Well, no, I... No, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, so I would love to get to a place like that, but I, you know, I, no, I mean, I'm really thinking about, but sometimes, you know, uh, my, but my, but I always am curious about days when you're just really funny. Like, have you ever just had that where you're just like, I describe it as being in the comedy matrix. Like, you know, at the end of the matrix when it's just numbers and he's just like pushing bullets, like, psh, psh. there's moments where you're just like, how. I'm like with my kids or something. It's just everything. It's like they're serving up like slow ball underhand. I'm just like knocking them out. I'm like, <laughs> like just some, that is the, I do love that when that, and that can happen sometimes with writing too. And just like, Whoa, you know, it's, but it's like a puzzle. It's like when you're putting it together, you know, it's like not making any sense. And all of a sudden when you get a good run, like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this goes, this goes, and it's like clicks, whatever yeah. that is. This is just yeah. a great, feeling what yeah. about do you think anything happens when we die does does life end when you end yeah, um i i don't know i don't know what i i think about it all, all the time and um i'm thinking about it right now um <laughs> well and i were maybe but the- i'm always thinking about. i don't know but uh yeah <laughs> it depends who i'm talking to it depends what i'm what the yeah it depends in the th- but it's my son said the thing to me the night that really was like you know it's obviously not right but uh, it was pretty he said i think when we die we just go to the, another planet like mars and then we live there and then we die there and then we go to saturn and we just die live and go through all the planets and then come back and um i thought that was pretty great i was like i think uh good. I, then I, I just, and that's one of those it's not a planet anymore. I don't think we've, I think we've changed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're, you're open to it. It's interesting. Yeah. I'm yeah. open to it. I'm open. I mean, I am open. I definitely believe in 
the power of, of faith and um, repercussion. I believe in like that it, it is not that it, that I believe that there is a way that you can live and die that can make a difference. Like the way that I don't know what happens after you die, but obviously I think how you die is uh important and if you can rise to that occasion then that's a great thing yeah Mm. Uh, i say it all the time but there's a i think it's buddhist they say love and death are the great gifts that most people leave unopened um because we spend so much time not thinking how to die well or how to prepare to let go to prepare to be like that rocket it's about about surrender it's about burning up everything that isn't real which includes your body and includes your idea of yourself so crazy but there are stories of of mystics and and these people that just let it go like ice melting and i'm like well why aren't we all talking about that yeah (laughs) i don't want to die in fear i I want to but i also don't want to die in naive you know sort of basic I i want the real deep in my yeah. bones, we were just talking about it's narcissistic kind of both ways. It's narcissistic to think that you go to heaven and party with God, but it's also narcissistic to think that when I die, life is over because life right. is bigger than you. And the life that you are is bigger than just yeah. the story that you're playing right now. Totally. No, it's funny. It's yeah. That's true. It's so true. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Fucking Do you have any metaphor that you like for God? Do you have any image for God? Uh, God is a concept. Is that the lyric? Is that the God. John Lennon lyric? Is that what he says? God is a concept. No, um, <laughs> God uh, is a concept. That's, that's yeah, a very um, What was I going to say? Uh, oh, about death. I had like a really... Uh, 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 my father died when I was younger and uh, I was with my daughter a few years ago and was going out uh, and she said, she was like, I don't want you to go out. It was like a, she just really didn't want to be alone. Um, but, and I said, why? And she said, I, I just don't want you to die like, uh, your dad did. Um, and I'm like, that is why, that is, why are you saying that is not, and she goes, and she's like crying. She says, how old was he when he died? And I said, uh, he was 62. And she's like, okay, how old are you? This is a few years ago. And I say, uh, I'm 30, I'm 37. And she goes, Oh, oh, okay. So I've, oh, okay. So there's still time. Okay. <laughs> have a great night. Go out and have a great night. And uh, that like crazy ass line was so funny to me of just like this. Uh, I, that's wonderful. But what is God? God is math. Uh, God is music. Probably. Yeah. I, I, Shane Moss came on this uh, podcast and he told a story of a DMT trip he took where he saw math as God and God was these equations undulating into each other. And whenever the equation had a remainder, a universe was spawned to work it out. Doesn't that that just make sense? Like we're here working off the math, the remainder of the the remainders. Yeah, that reminds me of that Built the Spill song, Carry the Zero. Uh, that says, Carry the Zero. Um, that's like an example of like what, like, I, I know that song, I love that song. Yeah. And like, how did, like, just like, I should insult, like, what, it's a thing you, yeah, 
how does that apply to what he's talking about? You just yeah. sticks with it. It's like it's like oh, it's God, it's life. It's like yeah, just a song with a phrase that 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 uh, yeah yeah. I love yeah. that. It's so cool. Yeah. Well, I, this this feels great. I, I'm going to ask the last. last you know the Paul McCartney story where he spoke pot for the first time, and then based, this is in the Vital anthologies, but he said he got really high, and he said he had all of a sudden got the secret to the universe, and he asked for a pen and a pencil, and he like wrote, like scribbled this like thing down, like you know, and then he like folded it and like gave it to someone who was like, "Do not lose this." This is the secret of the universe. And then like 10 days later, like, like he'd forgotten about it. And like the guy's like, Hey, do you still want this thing? That what is that? It's like, it's the secret of the universe that you gave me. You said to hold on. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. I do. And he opened it and he had just written, there are seven levels. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like flaming sun. Not look this. Yes. There are seven levels. Do you want the, this piece of paper? What is it? It's the secret of the universe that you told me not to lose. <laughs> so good. Oh my levels. God. And he's like, I'll know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remember the levels. Anyway. Well, you know what else is a wonderful thing? When someone does an impersonation, that really makes me feel. I'm like, how do they do that's beautiful? Like it makes me believe in everything too. And it's like how does this become that per- like in a beautiful way? I love it. And magic tricks I love so much. We're very similar. Yeah. I love impressions and I yeah. love magic. I'm I'm totally with you. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. In case you guys are running out of time, Jason, I'm gonna ask now, uh, can you tell me the time you laughed the hardest in your life? Or if not that, uh, a time you laughed really, really hard. Um, I'll give you the prompts. Uh, yeah. You could be a kid. Maybe somebody yeah. farted. Maybe somebody fell down. Um, you're crying and your belly hurts from laughing. It doesn't have to be a good story, but what? where do you go back to first? Um, I, gosh, that's a good, uh, I would probably, there, I, I, I can remember, well, like, you know, when you laugh so hard that you really just start crying. Sure. That place is a really, I really like, I love, I love laughing. I love people who laugh. I I really have a hard time with non laughing. <laughs> um, um, but I would say like, I think like one of the times that I laughed, I don't know why I'm saying this, but when I laughed really, really hard, I was in elementary school and I just remember like running to the playground, but I had like jutted out in front of the group somehow. So they were behind me and I was just laughing so hard that I had to like stop and put my hands on like a chain link fence. And just like, just like I became, I was the first person I was about to be the first person. And I was eventually became the last because I was just like, couldn't stop laughing at the fact that I was in front of all these kids. <laughs> and uh, and I, I think it was just too crazy for me to even handle. And I just like blew it. Uh, I started laughing. But I just remember like, I, was, I can't, like I couldn't. I was like, it was painful. That is great. I don't need any more. That is wonderful. Everybody's asking me to do an impression for you. I'll do Al Pacino on a Zoom call. <laughs> I think you're on mute. 
That's all I got. Oh, good. I appreciate it. You know, Jason, I've always wanted to work with you. When, when did that voice happen? Dick Tracy? When did that one kick in? It, it's scent of a woman. Because if you watch um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he's like, Gina, Gina, Gina. It's like a different yeah. guy. But we all want him being like a little bit Southern. But I love him when he's like in like Dog Day Afternoon. He's like, what is this, a squirrel? Like it's very yeah. it's high. It's like a whole different. Oh, I'm going to rob a bank. I'm going to yeah, rob a yeah. bank now. Yeah, then, that. Yeah. What is that? It's so and then he, he realized. Oh, see, that's magical right there. It is. It is. Do it yeah. again. Do it again for me. Could you give me uh, Wes Anderson's phone number? Oh, yeah. I've always yeah. wanted to be a well-dressed fox puppet. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I wanted to ask you earlier, does Wes Anderson leave his plunger out? He seems like a guy whose bathroom is immaculate. I don't know. I don't, I can't say either way. I, he's not, no, I, I think he's not in a way that's like, a, it's not like, it's just, yeah, I don't think anything like, no, I can't. I'm sure there's a, I don't know. I guess what I'm really asking, Jay, is is his house like what you would imagine? Is it going to be like those tones and perfectly symmetrical and all that? No, I don't think so. But I don't know. But I could be. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I would say, yeah, no, I definitely not like it. No, not like you're like where you're looking. It looks like a movie set. But but all of the but I do think there's a similar care you know, appreciation of things, but no, not like in the same way. Hmm. Probably. I love that. Well, I, I feel like we should wrap up because we're at two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I've watched the sun go across and then. Set. <laughs> well, I want to know who lit this podcast. Cause for a long while you looked like a noir detective. Cause the light was. Just I was so high. aware of that. And I was like trying to like get out of it, but I was no escaping. It was like right coming through this window. I was like, I look like such a dick right now. Oh, I like, it was like a, there was like a rhombus. <laughs> light on my face <laughs> let me ask because ben blacker the producer of this podcast uh tonight katie's not here ben is doing it he had a question for you jason is there a kind of role that you've wanted to play that you haven't played no that's you know i don't i'm not really like that kind of um there's not like oh i've always wanted to i'm that's just don't i don't feel because a i just feel like that implies like I'll just be working forever and I'll just have, I can just do whatever I, it's like, I don't feel like I'm, I don't want to think that. I mean, I just always be like, if I'd like, I'd love to play. I feel like that's just really just like, I'd love to have a pizza tonight and I'll just order it. Like I'm not one of those people. Um, But I, I, but I do, I will say like, I love when I watch a movie where like the, where the person can do a lot, but it makes sense. Like they can do different like uh I, I whatever that is like super broad comedy or something but like where someone has like um the ability to be in disguise or use different voices and like they could you know what i mean like where they could be 10 different people in one like even val kilmer and the saint i love that movie so much like um i love i love that movie so good that movie. Can I tell you there's my another one? example. There's another example of talking about lines being where you're like, was that on purpose? He's sitting there drawing this like statue, and then um, yeah. he's from South Africa, and, and then 
she says like uh, something, something, something. Are you are you like a wanderer? And he goes, yes. He says, yes. Um, yes. Like, Did that second <laughs> part slip out or what? Like, because I think, yes. It's just so good. <laughs> uh, but like, that's one that I'm just like, why? Like, I love the same. I love that. You're the only, I have to tell you this. You're the only person I know that likes the movie The Saint. So there's a part where he's on an airplane and he's dressed as like a Spanish man. So he's wearing brown uh, makeup. He's he's much darker than he is. Yes. He takes that woman home. Do you remember? Yes. Okay. Let's step that out. Keep going. He had the makeup on his entire body. Oh my gosh. (laughs) They had sex. Or he took his clothes off and he was white from the neck down. Or... (laughs) He was in full body makeup and okay. they had sex. So it got all over the sheets. And in the morning, the woman was like, I fucked a guy white. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I go, they maybe just, I feel like they just kissed a little bit. <laughs> um, that was it. Because of for that exact reason. It shows him stealing that cross necklace after we don't know what happened. So that's another option. They just kissed a little bit. <laughs> Um, I had a question for both of you from Ben. What are you guys listening to these days? Mm. I, I'm, I'm listening to a guy named Sam Evian uh, a lot. I just oh. thought. Uh, yeah, Roses. Him? Is that Roses? His song called Roses, I think. Uh, he's got a song called Cactus. Uh, oh, yeah. Or, I love. And then there's um, he's it, it, there's something about it that yeah. You know, I've been kind of into him a little bit, and, and he's he's somebody that I, I just popped in my head uh, that I really yeah. into. Yeah, Sam Evian. It's good. Check yeah. It out. Um, well, so Nick, you mentioned. Sorry, you mentioned somebody earlier um, that you'd never known existed. That you that I, I forgot what you said. Oh, anyway. it's Anthony Moore. Anthony, Anthony Moore. Right. He's right. uh, but um. I mean, and it's like, and by the way, when I'm, I'm not like all of a sudden know all the music, but, it, but he is like, he was in a band called Slap Happy and then had these solo records. But um, there's this one song uh, called um, Johnny's Dead that I was just like, Oof. it's just mm-hmm. crazy, crazy good. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, um, music, um, you know, I just listen to as much as, I mean, Honestly, I've been listening to, um, uh, well, I, I don't even want to say that. So never mind. Um, but uh, no, I, I guess uh, new music, this band, The Spirit and the Beehive, they. Um, yeah, I was just going to mention them too. It's really. So good. It's so good. Yeah. Like they, their album, the first album I really liked a lot, a lot. And then, um, and then the new one, I guess, just came out like the other day or whatever, but. Um, I was listening to it last night um, while I was putting the dishes away, and I was just like, "Man, this is so fun! This is so great!" I was just so excited about it. So that one, I guess. I also want to know the one you didn't want to say. What were you gonna say? <laughs> it was just that. No, it was just that. It was silly, but it, it's Not actually thing is like I do this radio show on 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 Sirius XMU, but I don't want to say this one part because I could get anyway, but. I want to do a show in the spirit of like those kind of like call in, like love song, you know, like who's out there, Rhonda's out there tonight, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening on like on uh, YouTube to like old, like 80s love 
Colin things. And I had this two really weird coincidences. That's what I've been listening to basically. It's just like 1989 uh, post 103.5 just to hear the whole. And what's amazing though, is you just said something earlier. I'm listening to it with my daughter and I'm going, these are what commercials were like in 1989. And there's one for the supermarket alpha beta, which you had mentioned alpha beta earlier tonight. And I forgot that you said alpha and beta. And I was just weird that you said that because on this coast 103.5, they had like, it was like $5 off all selected, you know, lettuces and stuff, alpha beta. And uh, it was just like so weird. And I was like trying to explain to my daughter, like, I'm like, whoa, that was a market. I'm like, imagine like, because everything in her life is still here. Uh, she really has <laughs> gone out of like business really yet. Like, like there used to be a bunch of markets that are not here. They had different names, like, you know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, the other thing um, that was so uh, weird about it was that the first concert I ever went to was Beach Boys uh, in Chicago at the Hollywood Bowl. And I never knew when it was. And in this thing I'm listening to, it's like, Memorial Day weekend, Beach Boys in Chicago at the, and it was like, that was the show I was at. And it was just <laughs> commercial um, from 1989, Coast 103.5. So you had a past serendipity and a future serendipity. Yeah. Whoa. yeah. It was just a dippity, dippity, dippity. It was just a- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, but like, there's something kind of fun about driving, listening to a complete radio show from a long time ago, just like, the commercials and everything. It's just so weird. That's what I loved about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, all the real radio that they use. So good. Um, I love it. We're going to we're gonna end. This is so great, but I'm going to end while we're still up and glad that we did it. Good idea. <laughs> and we're going to have Val, uh, if it's okay, would you please read a poem? Everybody wants to hear a Val poem. I'm not going to read a Val poem. Read a Val poem. No, 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 no. I'll read, I'll read a Mary Oliver poem because she's our favorite and that feels right. Um, thank you for, we, I'm sorry that we didn't get to so many que- of your questions. But oh, we, uh, what's your favorite Grateful Dead song, Matt? Somebody asked like seven times. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Morning Dew. Um, I don't know that the, the truth is that all the other guys in the band are huge Dead fans. And, and um, I was, and so um, I don't know that many. Um, and and I, I know that one because we did that one. So um yeah, I'm not. I, I, I'm not a dead guy, um, and um, so sorry. <laughs> it's interesting. Well, I, I didn't know that person asked seven times, only to be deeply disappointed. Morning is a post-apocalyptic, very dark. Song. Oh, everybody! Sorry, Maddie. Everybody wants to know everybody's favorite ice cream flavor. Mine is ooey gooey butter cake from Jenny's. Uh, Val. Um, I would say. Well, it's discontinued, but it was Vermonti Python from Ben and Jerry's. Whoa. It was so good. I don't know why it was discontinued. It was like coffee and cookie and fudge. It was so good. American Dream. Uh, I think I, I actually was having some the other night. And I was like, I think this is my – I actually had that conscious moment. I was like, <laughs> if somebody ever asked me what my favorite ice cream is, it's going to be this one. And it was just I, like week. So I'm so glad you asked. It's, it's, you know, it's a lot of people's – but that's a good one, American Dream. And we were on Colbert together. You should you should tell oh, him that it's that's why. Isn't it Colbert's? I think it is. Yeah. And Jason, I'm a Ben and Jerry's. The dairy free. I love their vegan ones. Um, and uh, they have one. It's like uh, 
I forget the name of it. Something layers. It can't be seven layers. I mean, that would be a- <laughs> seven <laughs> layers. But it's, it's something like seven uh, layer dip. <laughs> I forget what it is, but it's uh, it's of that of the Ben and Jerry's uh, green tagged non dairy um, yes. ones, and it's super good. And Von Lewins has great. I, I'm yes. also mostly vegan. I'm yeah. ashamed that I picked a dairy flavor. I didn't get my vegan points today, but I love that you're woke to the environmental. I don't know magpies, What's that? Magpies in LA is really crazy. Oh, yeah. Is, is that really good? So good. good yeah, I mean, I had it one time and I feel like I'm still like <laughs> coming <laughs> sugar rush from it. Like even just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mama's gonna read a poem. Well Thank you guys. I just wanna uh before I do I saw somebody posted this question a ton um and it is important. Um, somebody asked about trauma and mindfulness, which is something that I talk often about, uh, because mindfulness isn't always safe for people who are recovering from trauma. And they asked, but the book that I reference, which is called, I have it right here, but it's holding up the laptop so I can't pull it out. It's called Trauma Sensitive Mindfulness by, I think it's Ant. Tree Levin. Tree Levin is the T-R-E-L-E-A-V-E-N. But yeah, if you are, um, having a hard time sitting in your mindfulness practice, um, even if it's not trauma, that's a really great book to make you not feel alone because it's not comfortable for everybody and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I'll, I'll put my uh, line up. I'm going to put, oh, thank you. Like old people in a restaurant. <laughs> um, okay. And we'll play Gymnopedia as we always do. Oh, yes. Here we go. Okay. This poem is called Poem by Mary Oliver. The spirit likes to dress up like this. Ten fingers, ten toes, shoulders and all the rest. At night in the black branches, in the morning, in the blue branches of the world. It could float, of course, but would rather plumb rough matter. Airy and shapeless thing, it needs the metaphor of the body. Lime and appetite, the oceanic fluids. It needs the body's world instinct and imagination, and the dark hug of time, sweetness and tangibility to be understood, to be more than pure light that burns where no one is. So it enters us in the morning, shines from brute comfort like a stitch of lightning, and at night lights up the deep and wondrous drownings of the body like a star. Forget it. Forget it, Mary Oliver. Unbelievable. I'm so <laughs> glad you guys aren't gone. I'm, I, want, I didn't want you to be robbed of the poem. That's always um. one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> guys, thank you for being here so much. Uh, Matt, you've done it before. Jason, I'll explain. We have the guest say the catchphrase. It's how we sign off the show. If you would- say one thing, oh my gosh, I'm just re- rem- earlier. I was there was something I forgot to say to Matt. It was just that in the movie, I just love this one moment when you're when your brother's living with you and you're like, just get it together or something like that. You're like, just get it. You like kind of pop your head in the room and say, like, come on, like, just uh-huh. get it. And I just remember thinking, like, yeah, like that is so cool. Co- I was like, I was like, see, you can be cool and make stuff and have it together like uh and you know like there comes a time when you're like you gotta make it and just like it's always nice to see that like it's inspiring to see like just like you gotta hear it 
Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I got to get it. Together. You know what I mean? Like he kind of, <laughs> yeah, I got to do it. He's together. actually been, and, and oddly, he's been more together than I have over, like he's, for some reason, he, uh, so he's been popping in on me more often in the past few years of like just telling me, just what's your problem? Get it together. And it's so, right. um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just having somebody there just to kind of just, yeah. I love that moment too, but like, yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's got it together. Um, and I wish I, you know, uh, anyway, as, as we do that for each other, but that's, that's nice. Of, yeah. To mention that. Yeah. He, I can't wait to tell him. I mean, he's probably watching this right now. Um, he, oh, he was, knows be talking Hi, Tom. <laughs> we love you, Tom. Um, well, the sign off, uh, would you keep say crispy? Yes. Keep it crispy. <laughs> See Matt knew. Keep, you got keep it crispy. There yeah. it is. There it is. Thank you so much, Jason. You were wonderful, Maddie. Thank. I, I'll never forget those songs you did. Thank you. Yeah, it was beautiful. And, Thanks, uh, nice, nice to meet you, Jason. And you too, man. You. We'll do it live one day. Um, and thank you, everybody. How about to keep it crispy in the comments? And Val and I will try and tour at some point. It would be great to see you live. And also, we I'm, I do feel bad that we didn't get to a lot of your questions, but I did see enough in the chat to to see that you guys were like falling in love with each other, which was really sweet. Yeah. Um, so I love that you. Um, I just always feel so grateful for this community and that you got to communicate with each other. Um, so yeah, thank you for yeah. being here. Thank you for being here, and thank you for those keep it crispies. Yeah, keep it crispy, guys. Thank you. I'm so crispy. My eyes can't